This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Welcome in. Very well done. Is that Ron Wolfley? Oh, it was a risk. (laughs) The Dirty Bird. Oh, welcome. Wednesday, November 23rd, the Megalodon. That's the best thing to do before a two and a half hour show. <laughs> Destroy. Is something yeah. that could potentially blow your voice out. I was trying to get out of this thing, Mike. <laughs> we take risks here at the Fantasy Footballers. We are here for you to help you through your fantasy season, but we also, we're not, we're not taking any time off here. We're not, we're not taking it easy. We'll destroy our voices and still keep going. Thank you, Jason, for that proclamation. Welcome to this year's Megalodon episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Dare I say this will be a big one. Jason's wearing his dinner butter shirt. It's the annual, it was one year ago today when uh, <laughs> dinner butter was was created. And uh, reached number two on the trending Twitter topics. So we have higher aspirations than number two. Gotcha. Disappointing. Very disappointing. Uh, later in the show today, we will reveal a hashtag. And uh, as we do every year, if you make it through the entire episode, I want you to tweet at us. Use the hashtag. We will be selecting some very special winners, giving away a signed CeeDee Lamb jersey, a signed Miles Sanders jersey, and a signed Stephon Diggs mini helmet. So uh, use the hashtag. We will not reveal it till later. We don't know it. (laughs) We don't know it right now. So we'll reveal reveal it, it right now. Reveal it to ourselves first. But uh, let's go through this. We're going to do ride or die. Some NFL news. Never not working. We've got the Turkey Day Awards. We've got the Turkey Day Games with the Fantasy Forecast. Then we got starts of the week, the boom, boom kicker. Smelling salts. Insert here. 
Uh, the fantasy forecast, 13 more games to cover. The fantasy face-off, the wheel of shame. If we don't have time, we'll probably just skip that part. I'm good. I got time. Yeah. Oh, you guys are good? Mike, you got time? I got all the time in the world. <laughs> For right. the first time this year, I'm spinning <laughs> the wheel of shame. And we'll reveal our DraftKings lineup for the main slate on Sunday. Do you think the wheel's tired of you? Well, <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, this guy again? If, if there was a, if there was a murder uh, and police had going. to come in and dust that wheel for prints, <laughs> we're okay, Mike. I went to the same place in my <laughs> it's like, mind. Well, this is this person's all over this. Uh, look, I'm uh, before it was consecutive. I've been taking a week off lately. That's and giving it that's to Mike. True. Yeah, Jason hasn't been shamed in a while. That's true. I've been shamed twice this year, so I'm hoping yeah. to stay at two. We're only in week 12, so <laughs> doing really well. Twitter at the FF Ballers. That's uh, our Twitter handle. That's where you want to share that hashtag. Uh, go ahead and tag us on there. Jointhefoot.com, our fantasy football community. This is such a fun episode every single year. Uh, let, let's give an early shout-out because we don't know how they'll screw things up later. No. But right now it's been perfect. So, Deucer's Alley. We got Papa Josh in the building. Mm. We got the judge. Keep we, deucing. We've got Al Borland. And uh, they are going to try to keep the hard drives from filling up today. And uh, they've done the prep work. But I did ask Al early on. I said, have you scheduled all the unscheduled tech problems? And uh, he had. It's yep. good. So uh, got big plans. Big, big plans. <laughs> Probably a power outage of some sort. One of you dies. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Not it. <laughs> you don't. No, you don't get to claim it because he's yeah. already. Oh, he's already scheduled. Yeah, Final mm. Destination style. Good point. You want to kick this thing off? Let's do it. Ride or die. Presented by Chevrolet. Well, the week 11 ride or die results. See, I don't suck at everything. I did get two of the three right on ride or die. You beat Mike and I this last you week. You did. I was the only one to believe in Chris Olave. Mike was the only one to believe in Darnell Mooney. And uh, Jason and I were the two that did not believe in Captain Kirk. Well, yeah, we, we had to push it to a line where one of us would finally go in and the uh the poor unfortunate soul was me yeah we could have pushed that line a lot further <laughs> we could have pushed Wait, it to not it was top, top 17 and he wasn't close hold on hold on guys he was qb 29 that um, is shockingly high is for that above zach wilson no, no, no. but the there were by there was four teams on by that's correct so probably bryce perkins got ahead of him so he finished behind a backup quarterback. That is correct. He finished with 2.2 fantasy points. Impressive. Yeah. Completed very few passes from his back. <laughs> yes. And he I, did he turn the ball over? Yeah. Uh, I think actually, he did. Actually. I don't think he I thought did. he had a fumble. Yes, he did okay, have one okay. fumble. All right. Week 12 ride or die. The Fearless Brooks has put together three predictions for this week. Starting with one around Amon Ross St. Brown Brooks. What's the line? All right, guys, will he be a top 15 wide receiver versus Buffalo Top tomorrow. 15, he's hit the mark only three times this year, once since week two. Buffalo's 30th against fantasy wide receivers. The game is in Detroit where their offense has been better. Top 15 on a week with no buys. It's a little sketch. I think I'm going to play the field here. I think I'm going to go die. Yeah, I, I – 
you know, you said Amon Ra, and I immediately wanted to just be in because I think he's a great start every single week. I just traded for him. I love him. He's going to be a good start this week. But top 15 means you get a touchdown. I, I, I don't think you're getting top 15 without a touchdown. The Bills defense really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with you, Andy, and die. Wait, I'm so confused. I choose die. Uh, yeah. I choose the Thelma and Louise thing. Yes, now, exactly. Mike Buffalo, We're hand in hand. 30th. In fan, against fantasy wide receivers since week six. That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this is a line mover here. Okay. Let's I, I'll, gonna... I'll ride if it's top 20. Yeah, I think I would too. Dang it. So 16 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ride top 18. Okay, I'll die. Uh, <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, there. I'll ride with you. All, All right. right. Ezekiel Elliott is our next. You're out, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> our next ride or die Andy, prediction. Andy just hopped out of the car. Let me go. It's like, psych. I did. I did. I was like, gotcha. We were together. You said that whole, I'm going to ride and die with you. I was confused. Zeke against the Giants. <laughs> this is the worst. Also what? on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, Brooks. What do you got for us? Will he score a touchdown? All right. Uh, I uh, I cede my time to Andy, the all right. touchdown soothsayer. All right. I'm going. Well, we got to ride, baby. Yeah, well, let's ride. We're oh, all gosh, riding. Are we all riding? And you can't change the line on this. Four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think he gets uh, a touchdown. I think Zeke is actually a decent play this week. We talked about the New York Giants last week with my start of the week being that it looks like a bad matchup. It's actually not a bad matchup. No, you were spot on last week. I got to give you credit because it – uh, on the surface, I was more hesitant about Jamal Williams, but this team loves going down on the two-yard line. Yeah, I, th I think Zeke gets in the in the paint this week. Uh, all right, uh, Jawan Johnson yeah, making, baby. making an appearance, tight end for the My Saints. My dude. Oh, well, we know where this is going. Uh, what's the line you've set for us, Brooksy? Top 10 tight end. So does Juwan score another touchdown? I'm, I'm, That's the question. Mike, you, you have to be in here, right? I'm going to cede my uh, time to you. I mean, it's it's my dude, Juwan Johnson. Uh, tight end three since week six, three <laughs> weeks in a row in the top 10. Keeping the sanity, holding Taysom Hill at bay because he's a beep fantasy tight end over there for the New Orleans Saints. Let's ride, baby. Me and Juwan. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no chance. This is a contractual obligation for Mike to ride yes. while, while Andy and I are sitting comfortably over on the sideline. Uh, the hey. San Francisco 49ers. We're peering over the cliff. Are That's, not, oh, no. You're peering over the cliff. We've been living the high life the last few weeks, man. And I've been starting him in the he, Dynasty League. You are very high up on that, that mountain. Caviar. It is going to be a long fall down down that Stay cliff. Stay strong, little roots. Uh, I will uh, I will not be in on Jawan Johnson against specifically against the San Francisco 49ers defense. That was Ride or Die presented by Chevy Silverado. Learn more about Chevy Silverado at Chevy.com. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. We're kind of going to book in the show with some news because it's a long show. And so uh, Brooksy will be monitoring the practice reports. Many and, things will happen. And we'll update. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. There will be some eclipses. Uh, <laughs> Well, and it's only celestial things. It's only Wednesday now. This is a very weird week for NFL. So we'll we'll probably say this another time or two on the episode. But this is the most important week, uh, just as part of the news, to make sure because news will come late in the week, 
after this show. We don't know the things that are going to come up. Get all your Thanksgiving Day people out of your flex. Put them into. You're going to want that flexibility this week more than ever. Make sure you plug them in your running back or your wide receiver if they're going to play on Thursday. Everyone has a couple of these players. And it's Wednesday now, but by the end of the show, we should have the Thursday and Friday practice reports, though, right? That is yes. true. Um, all right, into the news we go. Sam Darnold <laughs> starting against the Denver Broncos. <laughs> this will fix it. Um, it was funny because a uh, friend oh, of the show, man. Field Yates, shout out. Sure. Uh, was sharing that Sam Darnold does have the best uh, connection with DJ Moore from a fantasy perspective, to which my response was, uh, the least poisonous poison will only make me die slower. I think Darnold is, you know, there's always hope, right? There's always a, the the ambition for uh, or the aspirational DJ Moore will have a game. We've seen it this year. Sam Darnold has to look better than Baker. Does he, though? You I mean, it's the Broncos. When, here's the thing. When Baker came over to this team, we – said, okay, I know he was terrible last year, but he, he's he's shown flashes in the past. He has to be better than Darnold. Baker was so bad that but now we're not. but now we're saying, well, Darnold <laughs> has to be I know the last time we saw him he was terrible. But he's gotta be better than Baker. Which but he does not No, have which to be cactus do you want to fall into? Well, I don't want to fall into the cactus I'll that take, is uh, the I'll go prickly pear. Yeah, oh, if we're picking cactuses, yeah. I think I'm going to go... Uh, Baker's like a choya. We've already Swaro. got some news. Breaking news. Adam Schefter. <laughs> during a team meeting... <laughs> well, minute, did you verify it's actually Shefty? Oh, gosh. It is. Okay. All right. Uh, Jets players were informed that Zach Wilson is not starting against the Chicago Bears. He is being benched. Good for <laughs> you. Good for you. Oh, man. Team quarterback uh, wins are a quarterback stat. Those people are in shambles right now. I mean. It, Wilson's 5-2. and two. He's we getting hit, benched. Genuinely, <laughs> it was. Um, Do we know for who? No, I don't. Let us know if it's they don't Mike know. White. I, I feel like it's going to be Mike White. Oh, they're they're taking this thing up to, to kick off. They should just. I, I, new policy. Walk up to Garrett Wilson and say. Who do you want as your quarterback? That's a great. You ever strat. thought about doing that? Yeah, I have. I mean, your bar your bar is at three points, right? So we can go up from here. It's a ballsy move. It is. It is, and and you you have a season, and you can't throw this season away under the hope that Zach Wilson will develop and become somebody that helps you throw uh, not throw a season away two years from now. I mean, it's just this is, I mean, a very similar situation. What? Well, Obviously not completely because Zach Wilson's been terrible. You guys remember the the couple years ago, the Dolphins were winning with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then they just were like, "Yeah, it's, it's it's time for Tua." And you're like, "What are you doing? Like you're winning right now. You have to continue to win." The I mean, yeah, but I, they were developing. Winning, they I, weren't winning in spite of Fitzpatrick. That was, no, I'm saying they were – yeah, it's not completely the same, but just like a scenario where there was the young quarterback and they were winning with, with – I don't know. It, it, it's, a, it's a chaos move, and I am very excited to watch from the sideline with no well, vested I, I interest mean, you, in the New York Jets. If you bring that situation up specifically, that might be the argument against making the move. 
be against changing because giving two of those snaps and those opportunities and then you've seen what he's developed right. into that would be kind of like a potential counter argument that's where i was going of yeah. like do you develop the young quarterback I know. or do you do what you think is the best move for winning with your record at what their record is they need to win they they're they are going to the playoffs and they want to win a playoff game and they want to make noise and they have a team a defense and offensive weapons to do it they're they, just they have wishing a chance at the playoffs. They saying have that they're going to the playoffs doesn't. I, I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, I, if I mean that division, they're in third, right? So my memory, I think the whole division's in right now. Yeah, my uh, all four. I think so. Let me see. So the Jets are six and four. Uh, the Bengals are also six and four. I don't know the tiebreaker situation. So it's either the Bengals or the Jets as the final seed right now yeah I, I guess I the reason that I'm saying that they're you know playoff bound um obviously their their record says that they are playoff bound but they play Chicago Detroit Jacksonville they've got a, a okay. couple of pretty easy wins the rest of the way they've got a path yeah yeah so, no I mean it's it's right, a very, right now it's the Bengals genuinely like I'm I'm staring down these start sit decisions let's bring it back to fantasy it opens up the world for Garrett Wilson uh, to be a relevant fantasy starter. It literally takes just a little bit more to make him relevant every single week. You saw with Zach Wilson, he had a pretty good game the week before. He was unbelievably good with Joe Flacco. You don't have Corey Davis right now. Elijah Moore has been out of the picture. Like, Garrett Wilson should be a really good player. Well, we're going to talk about him later in this well, episode, buddy. Baby. And this was this was part of the hope. Um, part in, of the, it was. It's, it's, it's in the... You figure uh, by the end of the show, you might be really sitting on some gold. It's in the write-up. I was hoping that the quarterback change would be made. Either I'm, way, I'm I am going to check the Google Doc history. Yeah. No, uh, go, <laughs> go, go look. But um, I, I also think this is great news even more than Garrett Wilson Garrett Wilson could be okay with Zach Wilson but Michael Carter couldn't he wasn't catching a ton of oh, passes dude, if it's Mike White but yeah I mean oh, it, maybe. It, either Mike White or Flacco he's gonna have a ton of dump offs he's not rolling out 30 yards backwards and then you know throwing the ball away away uh Flacco or Mike White will dump the ball off to Michael Carter a lot and he becomes a very that is uh, good point. legitimate start this week yeah, it's been it's been like no first downs. I mean, it's been no hope for that offense. So, so it's exciting. Speaking I, of Zach Wilson, we were just talking about Sam Darnold. Um, the so Sam Darnold isn't the answer. Uh, Zach Wilson isn't the answer. These guys are the same. That was that a Zam Darnold? That's what I heard. I heard Zam. Yeah, I mean Zam. I, I like it. Zam Wilson, <laughs> Zach Darnold, whatever uh, you want. The Rams waved running back Darnell and oh wait, that's Daryl Henderson. <laughs> Yeah, what? Um, so the little knee thing went to. He felt. See you later. In, in his knee, so we don't want him on the team anymore. And he he tweeted out like a uh, basically giving him the deuces. I mean, saying hooray. Yeah. yeah. So uh, no, Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, right now are the running backs for the what three and seven Rams. The Melvin Gordon situation. He cleared waivers. Now a free agent. Uh, we talked about it briefly on the Spotify show yesterday. I'm not interested in Melvin Gordon. I would drop him. There are a lot of players we talked about on the waiver show that are on the waiver rankings on the website that I have far more interest in than Melvin Gordon going and latching onto some team. Um, look, he could prove me wrong, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, there there are a couple of landing spots. Uh, the Ravens comes to mind. Mike mentioned that on Spotify Live. 
Um, what about the Chiefs? The Chiefs oh. would not be good. No, then then you get into a full blown three way timeshare. You you've got to have a place where he has the opportunity to play because it's not going to be completely talent based with Melvin Gordon at this stage of his career. You need a place where he's going to get the rock. Yeah, yeah. I think he might find himself watching the rest of the season. The Bears place Chase Edmonds on IR, high ankle sprain, lost season for Chase Edmonds. I don't think anybody saw a midseason trade and the the fall from yeah. relevance. Can, uh, the commanders designated Carson Wentz to return to practice from IR. Oh man, he'll be the backup. They and, will. They'll uh, have a fun decision. Oh, well, they, they already made, they already made the decision. They, they had I, the conversation with Carson Wentz. I'm, and yeah, yeah. And, uh, Matt Ryan was benched for the rest of the season too. Why? Well, I'm uh, saying like when when Taylor Heineke struggles inevitably struggles has yeah. that game where he just falls on his face because. Heineke is, I think, a competent quarterback, but he's a comp he's a backup quarterback. And backup quarterbacks, they come out, they have good games, but they always have that game where you go, Why is this person our starting quarterback right now? And then they will have a very difficult decision. It's very similar to the preseason conversations about Mitchell Trubisky, saying, Oh, he could he could keep the starting job, but then realizing when you're a Trubisky level guy When you're a journeyman, yes. You, you are going to inevitably have that game where you you are the reason you lost. You had three interceptions or whatever. That will happen with Heineke, but I think with the amount of victories they've piled up with him, he has he's got rope. a little rope. He's yeah. got rope. He's he he would have to put I think three bad games together back to back to back to move back to Carson Wentz, who is also for the record a backup in my mind. Yeah. All right, that was today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com/insurance. It's time for Never Not Working. Never Not Working. Presented by Head & Shoulders, Scalp Shield Technology. Available at Walmart. Welcome into Never Not Working, the Megalodon edition. Oh, no. Is this, this going to be really long, Mike? No. No. It'll, it'll be the, the regular. <laughs> it'll be regular. Uh, but, but in this section, we're, we're, we're trying to dig deeper and give, uh, give you, the fantasy player, just some more information some more context because the game there are so many statistics out there some of them are, are very good but they don't even the very good statistics do not paint the entire picture of, of 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 how to use that is it good is it bad so we wanted to look at uh l last week was target share and we were talking about the pie and everything so this year uh this week we want to talk about targets per route run because it's you know it's a very interesting stat it's gaining more and more popularity. We we've kind of been mentioning it starting with last year. Uh, a lot of really really smart people in the industry go to targets per route run. Uh, so we wanted to highlight a couple things here. So like, want to compare a couple players here. These are two top twelve fantasy wide receivers. You have Christian Kirk and you have Chris Olave. So if looking at Christian Kirk, the targets per route run, it's okay. You know, it's almost twenty one percent, which the baseline above 20% is solid, 30% is elite, and then 25%, uh, you know, that right it's in between. In between. Yeah. In between <laughs> in between elite the and the 20 and 30. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm just trying to set the Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, numbers. Yeah. Christian Kirk. <laughs> Christian Kirk, like I said, just under 21%. Uh, and then you have Chris Olave, who's at 25.7% targets per route run, which that's a sensational number. 
But you got to add in a little bit more, more context. Christian Kirk has run 363 routes compared to 307 routes from Chris Olave. And then you got to look at uh, uh, you know the, the average depth of target factors in as well. That's at 10 for Christian Kirk. That's at 15.6 for Chris Olave, which you know that he is he he's boosting his numbers with big plays. And the routes run, look, it's affected by the team pass rate, the team efficiency. His concussion, the, mid-game. Sure, but does, does the team stay on the field? Are there more opportunities? Because when there's more opportunities, that targets per route run number could go up and down. But just some other... You know, when you're, you're you're doing a paint by numbers with these statistics, so you got to make sure that you're that you got everything at your disposal. So, Mike, you bring up Christian Kirk and Chris Olave, and I didn't realize how similar their seasons were: target totals, reception totals, yardage. Olave's got him beat by a little bit. Touchdowns, Christian Kirk by a lot. Um, targets per route run. When you look at those two players, does it differentiate them in your mind in terms of who you want moving forward? I mean, and it goes to Jason too. Yeah, sure. it do, it does for me. Uh, to me, it says that Chris Olave is the better option, and it also says you can target specific matchups a little bit more easily. If you know that a player is getting targeted more on every route he runs, you can look at certain matchups and say, well, they're going to have to throw the ball more this game. If there's more targets run and he's getting more targets per route run, he's probably the the better option there. And then three other wide receivers, and they're back to back to back, which is. Pretty shocking when I lay out these names for you. Curtis Samuel, Mike Davis, or I'm sorry, Mike Evans, and Gabriel Davis. And you look at Curtis Samuel, how is he used? A low average depth of target. 71% of his targets are nine yards or closer. But with the yards after catch, he has stayed relevant. Looking at Mike Evans, he's fantastic for, for fantasy football, but he's actually never been a huge target per route run player. Last year, 17. That's under the threshold we want. Or in 2020, it was at 19%. But then look at Tom Brady, who's on pace for 726 passing attempts. The record is 727 by Matthew Stafford. So the, you could see Tom Brady challenging for the most passing attempts ever in a season. Looking at Gabriel Davis, the dread the, the targets per route run route run is dreadfully low. 14.6, only 29 perception uh, receptions, but these are deep targets. So we remember when we were talking about the pie and how valuable is a Patrick Mahomes target compared to other quarterbacks? Well, a Josh Allen deep target is worth almost 1.7 fantasy points. It so like there are just we want we want to lay out that fantasy football when you're going into the analytics is difficult because there are so many things there is no rip the band-aid off this is the one number that I can focus on just make sure you are compiling as much information as you can and filling in those gaps with 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 other statistics well and I, I want to say it kind of works um, both directions where sometimes you you get a feeling from a certain player over the course of a season that you're playing and you're like why do I feel this way sure when I start Gabe Davis Right, like yeah, 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 and and so then you see these deeper analytics, and they support some of what you're feeling. Right, if you're getting targeted at fourteen point six percent on your routes run in an offense like that, that's what you feel sometimes with the up and down of Gabe Davis because he has yet to become. He's still a very good player, right? But he's yet to become a high target per route run player that that is a uh, upper echelon dependable target, and so you feel some of that. And it explains um, away some of the, the inconsistency. 
Yeah, I I love to be able to take those those things that you know, like those like you're saying, you're it's a, a feeling because you're experiencing it, right? But quantify that feeling into a statistical breakdown and look at well, if this number went up, this would improve. If this number is is this person, you know, overperforming, let me look at their targets per route run and be like, Oh, maybe I need to bail out on this, but then factoring the passing attempts the power of the office. There's just there's so much to factor into to when a when a wide receiver is actually good. Yeah, and, and we do have a targets per route run article yeah. every single week by uh, AJ Passman. This week he looked at some rookie wide receivers. You can find sneaky uh, wide receiver plays by uh, looking at targets per route run. Agreed. All right, you can get up to 100% dandruff protection that is never not working with Head and Shoulders Scalp Shield technology available at Walmart.com. Use it every time you shampoo and see the difference. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. No, Jason, hold that turkey for just a minute. <laughs> You're so valuable to the show yeah, sometimes. That's what I'm here for. Uh, quick break, and then we're back with uh, some awards. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester, and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long, and they develop into real problems. Talking things out, working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy, whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life. There's a lot of benefit, and you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app. And replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit USAA.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restriction supply. <sighs> you, you can gobble now. <laughs> that was the end. Oh, I was going to say that might have been the end of the turkey. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> we, we we went to the extra effort of uh, was that our our voice audio artist recording the yes yeah I did do it yeah, yeah. Jason <laughs> all right we are gonna preview the Turkey Day games uh, but first. As we do every year, we are uh, we're going to play a little game here with Thanksgiving Day, and uh, I guess Brooks, who who decided the winners of these awards? 
The Deucers. Okay, the Deucers. Oh, you guys all came together on this one, huh? And so the first award, uh, we have to guess these, okay? They've determined a winner. We have to try to guess it. Uh, the first award goes to what is being titled Tiffany's Mashed Potatoes. That is Jason's wife. Uh, this is a rich, buttery glob of mashed potatoes. Uh, it's what everyone needs to add body to their plate. It's as dependable as they get, and we all know butter makes everything better. So we're looking at dependability here. Now, I I think I'll be wrong, but I'm going to go with my guess of Derrick Henry. I think mm. Derrick Henry Whoa. is dependable. Yeah, that's that's exactly where, where – you know, it's, it's funny. Last year, Cooper Cup won, but I see because this is – my wife's mashed potatoes. This is sick. This, you know, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> Stephon Diggs is Stephon Diggs is uh, uh, great, but like I just don't feel like he's buttery mashed potatoes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so like that was where I went. Derrick Henry. Okay, so we both guessed in Henry. Yeah, I'm going Travis Kelsey. Oh, oh, that's buttery. That's I feel like Henry's had some games that weren't Derrick Henry. Yeah, but I could be first, remembering been pretty that. Good. The, the first two weeks were a little yeah. down. Okay. 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 So what, what's the answer, Brooksy? The winner is Nicholas Chubb. Oh. oh. Yeah, that boy thick. Uh, I like it. I like it. Okay. I, I like the respect for Nicholas Chubb. It needs to be happening. Is this, uh, hashtag Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, 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 all right. Look, I that's mean, on. Let's put it in contention here. Yeah, it could though. be. That's uh, <laughs> uh If you want something to trend. Woo, Two things, my friends. But we don't know yet. You it, gotta, could be you that. Gotta, it could be that. How do We're you spell that, that Brooks? Down? I think we know how to spell that. Yeah, it's two C's. Yeah, T-H-I-C-C. Giving. Uh, I would Fix do a, giving. I'd do a quick search of that. <laughs> just uh, just make, make sure, sure, that's, make sure, make sure, we're, sure we're safe for work. That, that's in contention. All right. <laughs> the second award, <laughs> uh, the burned dinner rolls. Uh, gosh, you put so much time and effort into preparing the meal, but unexpectedly the rolls got burned. Sometimes you just have to scrape the carbon shavings off or throw it away in sadness. Last year's winner was Alan Robinson. Oh, no. I'm afraid oh, this no. year's back winner back? This might be Alan Robinson. <laughs> oh, man. He is a really good candidate what's amazing is i think he's been what you'd say considerably better this year than last year so on the scale of alan robinson these are maybe edible rolls where last year they were unedible yeah i mean i'm i'm i guess i'm looking at this as someone that's just been a complete awful throwaway you got to put them in the garbage and that to me is kyle pitts oh Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. tagging in. I'm tagging in with Kyle All right. Pitts. What's the answer? What do we got? Unlimited. Oh, God. Oh, so obvious. Yeah, we're really failing. Wow. Russell Wilson is the burn dinner roll. Of course he is. Let's ride. I guess that's fair. Kyle Pitts had like two good weeks. Sure. Yeah, more than, that's more one. than Russ. He yeah. looks good while he fails. That's just true. for the record. Sweet Potato Casserole Award. This is the uh, heavy Russell hearty. Russell Wilson. And delicious <laughs> for those first few bites. Uh, but you can only have so much mm, disag- before it makes you vomit disagree. all over the floor, and that's completely ruined. Thanksgiving and your family calls you a no-good has-been. Uh, last year's winner was DJ Moore. So you've got a few bites from this player is the point. You've got a few bites, and the rest is disaster. Jason? This one's really easy to me because there was a player that started this season, and you thought, oh, my gosh, he's unbelievable. And then it turns out he's sweet potatoes. That's James Robinson. Ooh, Just, you thought okay. you had a star, and you had absolute 
garbage. Oh, well, then I'm going with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Oh, that's a oh, good one. That's yeah. even better. <laughs> that's, it went from easy to uh, in contention. Yeah, that's, I'm switching. So, oh, no, no, you're stuck on James Robinson. Sorry. Okay. Mike, do you have a uh, yeah. contender? Oh, that's the right. <gasps> oh, it's true. Oh, but he's he's no. getting back. He's no. getting back. I don't know. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Brooks, we got three guesses here. Are any of them right? We were choosing between James Robinson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And who'd yeah, you that's pick? right. Michael Pittman's so good. Went who'd with James Robinson. Oh, see? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said I was stuck. I won. Uh, the Mike Wright Special Award, which is, of course, Mike's Jack in the Box Thanksgiving Day tradition. Delicious. That is that random dish somebody brought because, well, they're convinced Thanksgiving food is trash and outdated. <laughs> How dare you call so, Curly's uh, random. They'd go in random directions, but they're great. Yeah, time to stop with the old way of thinking. Open your eyes. Realize this could be the best thing ever. This was Cordero Patterson last year. It's a great pick. Um, so what's the random dish this year that, that uh, you put it on the table Ooh. and then you realize, you know what, that belongs here? I have a, man, I have a couple names that come to mind Let's here. hear them. Jamal Williams. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Mm, Jamal Williams and... I mean, Christian Kirk wasn't super random because he was somebody that we really liked the opportunity. But I'm going, but just for for where Kirk was drafted to what he has become, I'm going to go with Jamal Williams. Okay, Jason, do you have a good guess? This one's a tough one. This one is tough. I'm looking at some charts here to help stir my <laughs> brain up. And the first player that jumps out to me started off bad, but has been a revelation. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's Justin Fields. Okay, I, I'm for that. And I'll, I'll throw out Tony Pollard. This is supposed to be a backup running back who's a top 10 running back. Um, no one brought him to Thanksgiving. They should have, but I mean, they didn't. There's the, the Tony Pollard has his people. All good, right. Good so, answers. Good answers. <laughs> Brooks, who do, who do we have as the Mike Wright special Jack in the Box winner? We went with Justin Fields. Justin Jason Fields. Yeah. We, we, should, we shouldn't. This is the Mike Wright special. I mean, like the. I should have guessed Justin Fields. It's that's it's on me. Yeah, it's on. I take full blame and credit for the incredible answer. And then we have the Thanksgiving Day meat. Right? Did, did this what? change? Was this the turkey before? It was. Main yes. Event. Oh, this is because you guys have been talking up the ham. Yeah, Showstopper. Ham, ham does its own talking, my friend. MVP, <laughs> MVP of Thanksgiving Day last year was Jonathan Taylor. This year we have a two It's not Jonathan. We have a two player tie this year? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. See, I still think I know one of them. Yeah, one of them's got to be Travis Kelsey. 100%. It's Kelsey. Is it Kelsey and Eckler or is it Kelsey and Ooh. Henry? I'm going Eckler. I think it could be Kelsey Eckler. I'm going uh, Eckler. Yeah. I mean, Eckler and I, Kelsey. I have a hard time taking Chubb oh, out be, because be of Jefferson. the ham. I think it might be Jefferson. Yeah, can you not Oh, no, no Jefferson, Jefferson. No way. Jefferson's had some some bad Diggs. All right. I know Eckler started bad, but he's been. All right. So, Eckler's so what's the answer here, Brooksy? Who who won? It is Travis Kelsey and Austin Eckler. Okay. Yeah, baby. We're, we're awesome. All right. What? Your your meat is in the mail. Your meat. <laughs> I uh I did after we had. Wh where did we talk about the honey bake ham? Was that on the Spotify show? I don't know. We try to talk about it every chance yeah. we get. But I did. You know, I did some googling. Mm -hmm, I looked mm -hmm. this thing up. You know, because it's a brand. I went there yesterday. You went there yesterday. That's so weird. He to took me. a break in the middle of the day to go to the Honey Bake Ham store. <laughs> I sure did. You got this. They have they have actual stores. Yeah, permanent like, location, like brick and mortar. Brick. It literally is. The, our location is made out of brick. Our location, like you in and the, in your the family, or, okay. And so, and it was busy, right? It was very busy. It's almost like it's Thanksgiving coming up soon. Did you say Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. 
Uh, all right. Well, let's dive into the Thanksgiving Day matchups here at the uh, top of the show. Well, I don't know what part of the show this is. It's the middle of the beginning of the show. Buffalo, 7-3 and three on Thanksgiving, taking on the Detroit Lions, who have won three straight games, games at home in Detroit for the Lions. The DraftKings Sportsbook line, Buffalo minus 10. The over-under is 54 points. Uh, this is a a matchup that might actually feature two bad defenses, not just one. We know Detroit's defense has struggled mightily, 32nd in yards per play, 32nd in yards per pass attempt. But Buffalo, since week six, 28th in yards per game allowed and 30th versus fantasy-wide receivers. So, sure, the fantasy-wide receiver, yeah, you funnel it away, you stop the run. 28th in yards per game allowed is a pretty profound metric. They have uh, had a lot of injuries, especially in their secondary. They still have a great pass rush, but you're coming up against a Detroit Lions team that has a phenomenal offensive line. So if they could slow down the Bills' pass rush and take advantage of the weakened secondary, this could – I mean, there's a reason there's 54 points uh, on the, the line. This could be a really nice offensive game. Now, there was a tweet from a friend of the show, Scott Barrett, DFB, yesterday, highlighting the compare, basically comparing what Zach Wilson's done from week 7 through 11, which was uh, worst passer rating, worst off-target throw percentage, and the worst turnover throw percentage. And comparing that with Josh Allen, who in the last four weeks, second worst passer rating, third worst off-target throw percentage, and most people will chalk that up to uh, the elbow, right? I mean, your elbow isn't 100%, but he's playing through it. Will Detroit solve all these problems this week? Are we going to get a vintage Stallion performance? It yes, would be, it will be excellent. It would be excellent, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the answer is yes. All right, you made that simple. I mean, like, the, the nice thing for Josh Allen is even with when, when you can look at those particular stats and go, whoa, and – and it, we, we have numbers that can do that from time to time. But what matters for us is QB 11, QB 3, QB 6, and then he did have the stink fest last week against Cleveland. But in the last month, he's he's been still in the top 12 for most of those games. All right, so Devin Singletary has been uh, very good scoring touchdowns, averaging 16.4 touches and 76.4 yards per game over his last five. What's interesting is, and Jason pointed this out very early in the season, it's one of the reasons I think he traded me Rashad Bateman for Devin Singletary is that he was projecting a close game for the Bills at that time. And in close games, he plays 77% of the snaps. In blowouts, he plays 57%. And I do think that's going to continue. James Cook had some work last week. Yeah, I, this is my worry. I, I have um, Singletary in our league of record. He's the guy I'm trying to decide between this week, and I'm – Basically putting that to the test of do I believe that the Bills are going to blow out the Lions? They are 10-point favorites. They are a much more talented team. And if they are, you're going to see a fourth quarter of James Cook. You're not going to see 70% of Devin Singletary. Um, so I, I worry. I think that this is a lower uh, fantasy output game for Singletary. Uh, but it that'll be tested this week if they blow him out. Because if they blow him out and he's still out there 70% of the time, then you can have full confidence in Devin Singletary rest of season. I don't have that currently as a matchup-proof play. Yeah, and I, I would rather have 50% snaps in a game where you score 35 points in the first half than 70% of snaps in a game you score 
you know, less. So, but usually this season, when that's happened, when they've got out to those crazy thirty-point, you know, first halves, it's because of Diggs and Gabe Davis in the passing game. It hasn't been Devin Singletary really participating and lighting uh, the other team on fire. That would be rude to do, right? Stephon Diggs, also Gabe criminal. Davis, super rude. They are criminal, like you don't arsonists. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think he, Singletary is going to have to be part of the blowout process early in the game for you to get what you want. Diggs, of course, you play him. Gabe Davis, the matchup's yep. too juicy. Yep. Uh, Dawson Knox, I think you know it was a career high in receptions last week. He had been not healthy for basically from camp heading into the year. Maybe starting to uh, come into the fold in Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir, Jamison Crowder, all those experiments. The answer to those questions might be Dawson Knox in the intermediate parts of the field and in the red zone. On the other side, what are we doing with the Lions offense? Is there. It's, I think it's pretty easy this week. Jared Goff is, you know, like he's always in streaming contention, as in if the matchup is there, you can play him. I know that the the Bills have been bad the last six weeks, or you know, people are putting up more points, but I'm not putting Jared Goff in here if I can avoid it. DeAndre Swift, the opportunities, the snaps, they are still not there. It was he went from 31 percent of the snaps two weeks ago to matching it at 31 percent this past week. He went from nine opportunities down to eight. He has kind of he's given you a touchdown. In a few of these games, you know, three of the four actually that kind of saved things from being a total disaster. But you're not playing Swift with any level of confidence right now. But in but Jamal Williams is the just the goal line destroyer yeah, right ja now, and he's in. Yeah, Jamal Williams is in as a as a probably a low end running back two this week, and you hope he falls into the end zone again. Uh, is he leading? Yeah, he is leading the NFL in touchdowns. Uh, any dart throws in this game from the Detroit side? No. Khalif Raymond? He would be the dart throw. 85% of snaps, 89% route rate. Uh, route? Yeah, rate. sure. Yeah, that's route right. Rate. Route rate. That's route what I said. Rate. Hashtag route, route rate. Uh, six targets last week. DJ Chark, I think, is limited in practice so far. Uh, the New York Giants, 7-3, and three, taking on the 7-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. Oh, boy. Dallas, 9.5-point home favorites. Oh. The over-under is 45.5. That's rude. Um, I will take Dallas. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> to cover. They're gonna decimate I, I didn't say it was not the truth. I just said it's rude. They're playing well, and the defense is playing well, and 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 this is not the kind of game that I think the Giants can keep up in. Right? They they Dallas beat them in week three. Now was Dak part of that game? No, I didn't I, think so. And it was twenty six or twenty three to sixteen. That yeah, was, that, that was during the Cooper Rush. This is going to be. Era. This might be really bad. Yeah, the the problem is with the Cowboys' defense and the lack of weapons to throw the ball to for Daniel Jones. If the Cowboys get a lead in this game, uh, I I think it's going to go really poorly for the Giants. The Giants are going to have to throw the ball. They don't have uh, the the ability to protect to get these without Wandale Robinson, uh, without Kadarius Tony, who they shipped off. They just don't have the tools if the Giants win this game it's going to be from an early lead and run the ball and just kind of keep it uh you Take know one have to be everything absolutely everything and I, I don't expect that to happen on Thanksgiving in Dallas so I think that uh you know you saw last week Dallas, uh, Detroit finally I'm sorry the Giants finally got behind 
big against Detroit, which did force a lot of targets Wandale's way. Darius Slayton had a good game. If that is the back half of this game, you know, Slayton would be the flex category mm-hmm. of a player because he's last man standing, and he's been good. Four top 24 performances in six weeks, but you don't want to play Daniel Jones. You don't want to mess around with Richie James or backup tight ends. On the other side, Dak is a start. Zeke is a start. Pollard is a start. CeeDee Lamb is a start. Dalton mm-hmm. Schultz is a start. Yep. And I would imagine that Pollard is a start over Ezekiel Elliott. If you yeah. have both those players, which plenty of people do because they tried to uh, have insurance on their own roster, then you, you keep starting Pollard until it looks dumb, which Agreed. It, which is probably going to be the rest of the season. Correct. They are uh, number one in points per game and second in EPA per play over the last month. I think Dallas is a really, really – strong Super Bowl contender, um, which is what we, at least I thought before the season, but they, they've been through injuries. This defense is made to win playoff games, in I, my opinion. I, I think it's San Francisco versus Dallas in the in the title game. I think the, da- the Dak injury was one of the best things that happened for this team. This team had to gain an identity, and that defense just – I'm not saying that they wouldn't have been good if Dak stayed around, but this defense just – stepped up in his absence knowing that we have to win the game became elite and now Dak comes back and it doesn't feel like Dak has to do everything it doesn't feel like the identity of this offense is to throw the ball but they've got someone that can I agree with you Andy this this team is certainly uh the best Cowboys team that they've had in a long no disrespect to Philly by the way they could be in the mix obviously they've been great New England six and four taking on the eight and two Minnesota Vikings this game is in Minnesota they're now three-point favorites. I, I thought I saw the line at two and a half earlier in the week. The over/under is forty-two and a half. That is not a lot of points. Gives the Patriots just under twenty and the Vikings just over twenty. Uh, it was a tough week for Minnesota's offense. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kirk was flattened last week. That meant bad games from Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, even T.J. Hawkinson. It was a disappointing week for everyone. Um, Dalvin Cook averages 95 total yards per game, stifled last week. Dallas, we know the story. you gotta, you got to throw that one out a little bit. But New England's a good defense. That's, so That's the real problem. Uh, they, you know, Mike, you brought up the fact that it was it was a mid-game unexpected loss of mm-hmm. the left tackle, Christian Derisaw. That, that was massive, a massive blow to this team. Now, they're prepared to be without him. They ruled him out already because it was a Thanksgiving Day game. But they still don't have him, and they're facing the number one team in pressure rate over the last month. Uh, you're going to have you know Matthew Judon just in Christian Kirk's face all, all Kirk, or, Cousins. Kirk Cousins' face <laughs> all <laughs> game Kirk long. Cousins. Christian Kirk Cousins. So I, you know, I, I, I find myself looking at this line and being tempted to take the Patriots. Because I think this could be a really bad day for the Vikings. Well, the the one reason I wouldn't take the Patriots in this matchup is because they have shown an inability to move the football as you know in recent weeks, including no offensive touchdowns last week against the Jets. Um, Mac Jones has not thrown for multiple touchdowns this year. He has struggled with pressure, and the Vikings on defense they do some things that yes, Dallas kind of figured a few of them out, Tony Pollard in particular, but their defense does give you some looks that I think might be troublesome for Mac Jones. 
I just don't I like what do you where are you with Damian Harris is he a flex player because I don't want to flex him this week I think he is a flex player in the right matchup I don't believe this is the right matchup the Vikings are okay against the run they're not uh, world beaters but I as Damian Harris is kind of the the clear backup only 24 percent of snaps last week he looked great he ran very efficiently but only 10 opportunities but only 10 opportunities so I need to start Damian Harris in a matchup where you're going oh okay he, they're they're playing the Texans they're playing someone that's really bad against the run so you could start both these guys that's not how I view the Vikings I think this game is going to be a low scoring game right now it's 42 and a half 57 percent of Games that have had a line of uh, 42 and a half have hit the under so far this year. So, no, Damian Harris is out. It's pretty much Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers in a full PPR on the Patriots. Side. Yeah, I, I think Myers could have some success in this game. Uh, Ramondre saved his week last week with receiving numbers. Yep, which that, that's why he feels like a safe running back uh, at this point. 5.6 targets per game. Those are fantastic numbers, when, especially when you're the lead runner and you're the goal line running back. T.J. Hawkinson yeah, I was gonna mention is in a very good position here where the Patriots, over the last six weeks, number five against quarterbacks, first against running backs, first against wide receivers, 23rd against fantasy tight ends, and T.J. Hawkinson, since the trade, I mean, heavy, heavy utilization, 24% of the targets. That's a fan, That's like... That's an outrageous number for a tight end. Five-plus receptions in every Minnesota game. Like He, the, he is... He's blowing away all expectations I think anybody had when the trade was announced. This was what I hoped for preseason in Irv Smith. With Adam Thielen getting older, yes. I saw an avenue for a tight end to come in and be the second in targets on this team. Irv Smith, not good enough. Also, not healthy enough. Right. Um, Hawkinson is definitely good enough. This is a great matchup. And we've been asking ourselves the question um, for the last couple of weeks, Who's the tight end three? Who is the third best after Kelsey and Andrews? Is it Schultz? Is it Goddard, who's now on IR? Is it Kittle? Is it Kittle? Might be Hawkinson. It might be. All right, a reminder, we mentioned it earlier. Take those Thanksgiving Day players out of your flex positions. Put them in your uh, your main running back wide receiver slots so you have flexibility later in the week with news. Also, Thanksgiving Day football could be a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun if you're playing DFS, and there is a special edition. Yes of our Fantasy Footballers DFS show that is just about the Thanksgiving Day slate, so check that out. All right, before we get into the other 13 matchups, Whew. we're going to reveal our Starts of the Week. Starts of the Week. Right now, I'm going with Geno Smith at okay. quarterback. Mentioned yep. him as the stream yesterday. He's going to uh, he's going to move into the start of the week as well. Uh, I explained yesterday in a long-winded, very clear, meticulous <laughs> bullet point analysis. The Raiders. He's playing the Raiders. The Raiders are oh, that bad. Is so well said, Andy. Um, dead last in expected fantasy points per pass attempt. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf off the bye. He's already the QB seven. Geno Smith is a great play this week. I'm going with the GOAT, Tom Brady, uh, who has been a massive disappointment so far this season, and there's been questions, you know, is Aaron Rodgers ever going to get it together? Is Russell Wilson ever going to get it together? There are quarterbacks that fall off. The greatest 
quarterback that I've ever enjoyed watching is Peyton Manning. And then you watch his last season, it's like, oh, my word, so bad. But if you look at the stats behind Tom Brady, he's on pace to almost match the most uh, passing attempts, attempts of all time. He's on pace for 4,700 yards. I believe his 17-game pace right now would be like fewer than four interceptions. He's not actually playing poorly. He's had some injured wide receivers. He's obviously missing Gronk in the red zone. But Chris Godwin, I believe in him rest of season. I think he's healthy. Mike Evans was dealing with that rib issue. He's off the bye. Julio Jones, this bye week I think is going to be very good for Tom Brady. They're playing against the Browns who are allowing the most points per game, the most expected fantasy points per play. They've particularly been picked on by pure pocket passers. For those that like alliteration, and I do, Joe Flacco three hundred seven and four. Peculiar. <laughs> Bailey Zappi three hundred nine and two. Joe Burrow had two touchdowns. Tua two eighty five and three. So I believe Tom Brady is a good start this week in Cleveland. And I am going with Lamar Jackson. I think it is finally time for him to round back into shape. He takes on the Jacksonville Jaguars, which over the last five weeks they've actually been the second best matchup for quarterbacks. In that span, they've allowed the third most passing yards per game, including top 10 weeks from Matthew Ryan, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, and Patrick Mahomes, the only QB that wasn't top 10 in that span, Russell Wilson. So <laughs> nothing new here, just Russell Wilson not being able to take uh, advantage of a matchup. But Lamar Jackson, I believe it's his time. He, is, he has only seven total touchdowns since week four. I do believe that interruption is happening this week. Uh, I hope so, and I hope Mark Andrews is a week healthier towards that end. Sometimes on Thanksgiving, you, you're walking, uh, you got your plate, it's pretty full, you see a couple of sides you want, and you just jam them both on your plate. You just, oh, stack, yeah. just stack them on top. Sometimes you got to put on stacks side on, on top of side. you got to go double-decker. So I'm going double-decker here. Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert against Houston, the Miami running back tandem. Uh, we already know about that Dolphin pass attack, but like the numbers are the numbers, right? Like wide receiver fantasy points, they've given up the fourth least. Uh, same against quarterbacks. Teams run for 200 yards on Houston. That's their hobby. Jeff Wilson, two games as a Dolphin, two games as a top 10 finisher at running back. Raheem Mostert, he's been a top 24 running back in three of four games, and um, they're both startable against the worst rusty rush defense in football. Yeah, I'd, I'd be starting either one. Uh, at running back, I'm going with Latavius Murray. Old man Murray left standing. Oh, man. Denver obviously hated Melvin Gordon. They got rid of him. Check. Uh, check. Uh, uh, Chase Edmonds uh, on IR. Yeah. Check. Latavius Murray is the last man standing. And since week five, the Panthers, who they play against, they rank 29th in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. They're allowing the fifth most rushing yards and the fourth highest rate of 10-plus yards per carry while Russell Wilson stinks they need to hand the ball off their defense is good enough to stop Sam Darnold from doing anything against them keeping this a game where you could keep handing the ball to Latavius Murray and I am going with Rashad White Tampa Bay Buccaneers rookie against the Cleveland Browns Spicy. before the bye week White took over in that game he was going 22 for 105 against Seattle and you may say well yeah Leonard Fournette kind of got hurt in that game well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leonard Fournette got hurt in that game. I know he had a bye week, and they were saying, "Well, he'll be he will be back and ready to go." We don't know that for sure, but what we do know is Rashad White started that game, and the timeshare is closing. 
You often see these rookie players take over in the second half. Leonard Fournette has been highlighted on this show as being incredibly inefficient. If a team is going to make a run and make a change, the bye week is the best time to do that. The Browns have been a run funnel since week two. They are allowing the most fantasy points to the opposing running backs. In fact, since 2009, they have PFF's worst rush defense grade as a team. All right. Well, Mike, he is uh, trying to will Lamar Jackson to a bounce-back performance. I may be doing that. <laughs> so why don't I do that with everyone's <laughs> favorite city? <laughs> we built this city. Get the shovels. Get the bricks. We've got this city, the foundation. Build. Let's build it back up. Look, it hasn't been bad. He hasn't been a top 24 wide receiver since week six. We don't talk about that. But the target share, it is there, 25%. And the matchup this week, it's one to watch. I believe it's the Monday night football game. And the Steelers are giving up the third most passing yards per game. And after the week 11 game against Cincinnati, the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Look, I, I, I will make, uh, I'll make the case that TJ Watt is one of the best players in all of the National Football League, but he is merely one of 11. And when he doesn't get home or intercept the ball coming out of the quarterback's hand at four feet away from him, teams are succeeding against Pittsburgh. They really are. And we saw this last week. Cincinnati, not the best offensive line situation. They give up sacks, still torch this defense. Um, the game's in Indianapolis. I think Michael Pittman is going to get into the end zone. Oh, wow. This week Ooh. against oh. Pittsburgh. Is that a guarantee? That's all I'm going to say. I oh, think man. Michael Pittman. I don't know that he can guarantee back to back. Gets into the end zone this all right. week. Okay. For a touchdown. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you could say he gets into the end zone because he will. Yes. Like, he'll more yeah. than likely will run a route. Absolutely. Will. That doesn't mean he's going to catch the ball there. We're leaving it there. <laughs> All right. Now, this is the big surprising. Now, I don't know. Before you reveal this player, Jason. Okay. The second, I and I didn't know it until we started the show. Mm-hmm. But the first thought I had is you're trying to manipulate me into starting <laughs> him off my bench instead of George Pickens. So talk to me about Jason your start never, of the week. I would he would never, never use this podcast right. for personal gain. Never. No, in I, his fantasy football I leagues. would never do that. But if I were to try <laughs> to convince you to do that, here would be my argument. argument Who's your number, start of the week? Ar yeah. Argument number one. Garrett Wilson is awesome. Uh, he is so talented. You watch him on the field. He is different than most other wide receivers. You see it with him. You see it with Olave. The real, true, special talents out there. You saw it the previous two weeks where he had 207 yards in those two games and not like one big and one bad. They were both basically 100 yards each game. They need to do better in the passing game. That's what Garrett Wilson said. He said, quote, I'm going to call it like it is. We've got to be better in the passing game. Then they go out and they bench the quarterback and say, hey, we got to be better in the passing game. That starts with getting Garrett Wilson the ball. He has been unbelievable. Wilson is being targeted on 23% of his routes, which is elite for a rookie. I want, Jason, real quick, I want you to go back to bullet point number two and just and read it real quick. Bullet point number two. Mike White is starting instead of baby boy Wilson. I like this start of the week even better. There we go. Thank you. Um, it, it is going to be better for Garrett Wilson. I would have started him either way, but he gets an upgrade. He's seeing almost 30% of the Jets team red zone targets. That is a top 10 number for all wide receivers. So he's got the yardage. He's got the quarterback change. He's getting the, the end zone looks. And since week five, the Bears are allowing the most expected points 
per pass in the NFL. They've gotten rid of their defense. It's a perfect matchup. Garrett Wilson should be started. Do you realize? I, I want to go back in time just for a minute and tell you, <laughs> Mike White went 37 for 45 for 405 yards and three touchdowns against Cincinnati last year. Yeah. Because well, that, that was the running back game. That right? was the Michael Carter game. I yeah. mean, that that was uh, obviously his other games were not as prolific from a passing, um, and they won that game thirty four thirty one. That was the miraculous Mike White superstar performance. But and the Bears defense that like if you played Zach Wilson a thousand times against the Bears and told me can he hit four hundred yards, I don't know what the simulation would come up with. Two, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, all right, Garrett Wilson in my lineup. All right. Mike, did you make the change just now? Don't you dare. All right, my start of the week, it's scary Terry McLaurin of the Washington Manders. He gets to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Heineke, he loves Terry McLaurin, and I love that Taylor Heineke loves Terry McLaurin. Want to touch the Heineke? 25%, 27%, 35 44 30 He has the eyes for Terry McLaurin. Add in the target share, add in the matchup, Atlanta allowing the most passing yards, the most scheduled adjusted fantasy points to wide receivers. And Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin should be crammed into your starting lineup. <laughs> Just I'm, jam him in I'm there. I'm saying, like, you make sure that Terry's in there. You don't think he fits? He fits. Dalton Schultz against okay. the New York football giants. Is my start <laughs> of the week. Oh, wait. <laughs> Did I just read yours? I sure thought, did. I thought there was something fishy going Dalton on. Dalton and Dawson, they sound alike. Dawson Knox. Uh, hey, let's trade. Well, I think I, we obviously we have to at this point. Dalton Schultz is my new start okay, of the week against the New we'll York football why. Giants. Um, call the doctor <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Giants allowing the eighth most receiving yards, tenth most receptions to the tight end positions. Um, we are one, Mike. The show, we are one. Over the last month, Schultz, 6.3 targets per game. Jason Jason just traded for him in our league of record dependable start this week. Yeah, Who's I'm, your start of the week, Jason? I'm going with Dawson Knox. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Against Detroit. This is their new uh, home stadium for the Bills. They played there last week where he had a career-high seven receptions, and he's back to do it again. 13 targets over the last two games. He's just getting started because the Lions are 30th against fantasy tight ends, slightly below Seattle and Arizona in the weekly game of find out who's playing them this week. Uh, Dawson Knox is one of the best bets to get a touchdown this week at the tight end position. Couldn't agree more, Mike. Who's your start of the week at tight end? All right, we're trying this again. Oh, no. <laughs> it took five quarters to get him on the board uh, last week. And he only ended up with like the 30-something yards because, look, Foster Moreau, I said it, he is the king of the 40 yards, and he had the opportunity for the touchdown last week. It's even better this week because he plays – the Seattle Seahawks, over the last decade, only four teams have allowed 16-plus fantasy points per game to the tight end position. That would be uh, the 2013 Cardinals, the 2019 Cardinals, <laughs> the 2022 Cardinals, and the Seattle Seahawks of this year, 31st versus fantasy tight ends. Like The matchup is there. He's, he had the fifth most routes run at the position, 98% of the snaps. It just didn't go his way last week, but I do believe that this is an even better matchup for him, uh, now this, and he can get on the board. This was your iron underpants pick yes. last week. Yes, these now, are just these are just regular old ela whities. elastic band. I mean, I wouldn't go tidy whitey. These aren't steel underpants for no, Foster. I don't think so. Seattle. Not this. I mean, after last week. Uh, yeah, but but Seattle. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> the rankings, the start set tool on the website, thefantasyfootballers.com. That wraps up our starts of the week after the Turkey Day games. But uh, before we get into the rest of the matchups, we must address the boom boom. Jason Moore's ironclad, locked and loaded, 100% guaranteed Boom Boom Kicker of the Week. Last week on Boom Boom Kicker, <laughs> Young Waiku came to my aid versus the Evie, evil Ra- Evie, Evie okay. Robbie value. Gould. <clears throat> Mr. Gould's rage increased. Thus, he summoned his beast. An ornery megalodon awoke. He gobbled our troops and made them shark poops. Even the oh, Patriots, man. Nick Folk. Wow. Per usual, I have some questions here. <laughs> um, um, so is Nick Folk shark poop? He is. He's shark poop, but he's also the but boom boom kicker of the week. But he's but he's poo. He will be poo. I I kind of have the the gift of sight. I so like see you know what's you I, already know next chapter exactly right the gift of sight <laughs> sharing a little <laughs> sharing more later into the forecast we go fantasy forecast well 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 here we are week 12 13 more matchups I'm not afraid We've got to cover them all. There's no bye weeks. Wouldn't be a Thanksgiving without with with bye weeks. <laughs> That's what we're going with. Tampa Bay five and five taking on Cleveland. They're three and seven. The DraftKings Sportsbook line Tampa minus three and a half. They are on the road in Cleveland. The over under is just forty three points. Um, I was really impressed with Cleveland's offense last week. Seeing what Amari Cooper and and uh, Donovan Peoples Jones were able to do. Uh, we've got the plant man versus the beef brisket. Oh man! Oh, beef versus veggies. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Who wins on Thanksgiving Ta- week? Tail is generally time. Yeah. Uh, the opponents of the Cleveland Browns are scoring on a league high forty six percent of drives. I said I was impressed with their offense. They still lost, so <laughs> that's been the equation here, right? So uh, there's been problems with like Nick Chubb didn't get going. They threw the ball a lot. They lost. Uh, 31-23, they did have a chance at the very end to kind of onside it and get back into it, but it was pretty much a blowout. You know, Nick Chubb, you play him. It doesn't yep. matter if he has an off week. Uh, he has the most 15-plus yard runs in the NFL. That means in a bad week, he can break one off, and then you're like, it just demoralizes your opponent. I've played against Nick Chubb, and I'm like, oh, man, he's having a rough game. Then he breaks a 52-yard run, and you're like, that threw away my entire hope. Yeah, and you gotta love three receptions each each of the last two weeks. That's if if you're act, if you're gonna give Nick Chubb three catches a oh week boy. plus everything else, that's that's so great. Kareem Hunt, no, don't play him. Do nope. not play him, and don't even look in his direction. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. I, I'm I was gonna I get I'm so furious with the Cleveland Browns over this situation of you don't trade him. The statement after you don't trade him is, we couldn't do it because he is so important to this team. And then they're like, by important, we mean we're going to take his snaps way down and take his opportunities way down. It that's feel, what we mean. It feels a little bit like the transition that's happened with A.J. Dillon's opportunities in Green Bay where you just 
the team made maybe the appropriate decision, even though it was in conflict with their words. They're just playing the better player more. Yeah. Which is a smart thing to do, but it's bad for your fantasy team if you thought Kareem Hunt was going to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I don't blame the Browns at all. In fact, I think in, in years past, I've questioned why Hunt gets so much play. But I'm with Mike. The fact that they didn't trade this guy that wanted to be traded, who teams could use, and instead have just relegated him to an auto bench in fantasy, it's just putrid. And and for a 3-17. and 17. I was going to say, this is like lame duck lame duck situation the Browns not going to make the playoffs cream hunt not going to be there next year uh move on Amari Cooper he's at home okay we're playing him uh, he was the wide receiver two in a neutral game last week which you know he, he's got the encouragement of uh of the crowd now he also hasn't <laughs> whoa that one scared me <laughs> he also has not gotten enough respect this year for Agreed. how good he's been he is currently the wide receiver eight on the season, uh, I mean, he's only had four bad games. One of them wasn't really that bad. Three bad games, a uh, fourth where it just wasn't great. And everything else, he's been really solid this year. Uh, Amari Cooper should be started pretty much every week. And I know we've got the, the home road splits, but, you know, this isn't a rookie who doesn't have big games in his past on the road. That's just a silly uh, happenstance. I'm, I'm starting Amari Cooper going forward. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 60-plus receiving yards in five straight games. Donovan Peoples-Jones or Darius Slayton this week? Peoples-Jones. Yeah, I think I lean Peoples-Jones. Okay, all right. Taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. They are 23rd against wide receivers this year, 7th against running backs, so that is their weakness. Uh, Jason already mentioned Tom Brady as the start of the week. Mike mentioned Rashad White as the start of the week. A lot of people, I've watched something happen in all my leagues this week. Or the, the past couple weeks. The people, they say, Leonard Fournette's on the trading block. And no one trades for him. Yeah. They I think people are going to go after him, and they don't. Yeah, which I think I completely understand. I mean, the, the, the arrow appears pointing down for Fournette. Um, he obviously got injured. The last week, he, was, he did not get the start. Rashad White got the start. He's looked kind of inefficient, yada, yada. I think you should trade for him if your trade deadline is still open. That's my belief because I'm not completely sold. I know Rashad White's your start of the week. I think that's a, a Pisces take. Um, but Fournette, to me. Whoa, what was that? Pisces. That's oh. what we call it in our household. Mm. You're, drop, you're not talking about the, the astrological sign. You're talking about correct. spicy with the no S. That's off. exactly right. Spicy okay. like like food. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, it's a Tom uh, yeah. Haverford type of thing. Yes. Go on. <laughs> right. I would recommend you do that in your house. <laughs> Good news, I do. <laughs> but like, dare set them piggies free. <laughs> do to do. All right. Um, but the thing is, is Leonard Fournette. If you know, they they say that the hip uh, he, he injury was the, minor. The update we have is at practice is Leonard Fournette came out to practice late. With the helmet in hand, so I don't know if he's Ooh. getting extra treatment. A little BM problem. Yeah, that's maybe, a dump. Yeah, that's definitely a dump. I mean, he's the dump <laughs> he truck. <is> the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but even last week, or the, or the last time we saw him, which was two weeks ago, he was the running back eighteen. Didn't get the start. Left early. Was not bad for fantasy. Has sure. not been bad for fantasy pretty much most of the season. So I'm still starting Leonard Fournette. 
the in this game, I think you can start both Leonard Fournette and I agree. Yeah, Rashad I think White. You play both. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have combined for one touchdown over the last 100 million weeks, so they're both <laughs> due for some positive TD regression. If you like Jason's start of the week, it's not happening without these wide receivers getting involved. Both are playable, and both should be in your lineup. Are you playing in Joku? I am personally playing him in a league. I think that his his he looked good on the field in limited work. He was only on there for thirty seven percent of the snaps. But another week back, I mean that's that's how you bring someone back from injury. You 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 give him a little bit of work and then you say, Okay, he's healthy, he's ready to go. The matchup's pretty good against the Bucks. They do sometimes give him a little work, and then they give him a little more work, and then they get him ready to go. That does happen. What about Dawson Knox versus David Njoku? I, I would go Dawson Knox, but um I think a common question is Njoku versus uh Greg D. The Dulcich, and I would go in Joku. I don't blame you on that one. My common question is, when David and Joku was out, and Harrison Bryant was the guy, why was he not featured? And then when Joku comes back, you're like, oh, we got to get the ball to Harrison. See what this Harrison Bryant guy can do? Foster Moreau or David and Joku, Mike? I'd go Foster. Now, uh, anybody want to see like a five touchdown, no interception, super performance from Jacoby Brissett in this one? Anybody other would than I like, me? Would I like to see it? I just mean Vold yeah. Voldemort's like oh, um, I can't in the wait. background, so I'm just kind of curious. That uh, would just be going out with the parade. Yeah, I, he's I, either way. Either way, the beef is well expiring. But, but yeah, here's the thing: you know. I want Voldemort to be worse than Brissett. Okay, and that's okay. it. So the better Brissett does, the All more right. chaos that can happen here. Does uh, a snake nose hurt you on the at the quarterback <laughs> position? Well, it's under the helmet. You can't really okay. see it much. The Bengals, 6-4, and four, taking on the Tennessee Titans, who are 7-3, and three because of course they are. Because they always they are. are. Uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook line, Cincinnati minus 1.5. The over-under is 42.5. Um, this is a battle that you know we saw take place in the AFC Divisional game last year. Cincinnati won 19-16. Top two teams in the red zone this year, Tennessee and Cincinnati. They finish drives. Uh, this is a fun game. I, I don't know what's going to happen this game. This is not one that I have a good read on in terms of who I think is going to win it. I like where Tennessee is heading on offense. I think they are uh, trending towards competence, which is something that they hadn't been early in the year. Yeah, yeah. T Tennessee is super well coached. Um, this game is in Tennessee. Would you have Mike Vrabel's baby? I, if I could, I absolutely okay. would. I am a, a junior situation. I think Vrabel. You should invite him to your Thanksgiving. See what happens. I did. I oh, you did? I didn't get Every the RSVP year? back. Yeah. But, uh, Mike, if you're out there, not you, Mike, uh, Vrabel. Wait, Mr. Vrabel. I'm not invited. <laughs> you're also invited. All are welcome. I'm in. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go we'll anymore. tweet the address after the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, and let, if Vrabel goes, then I'll go. I think, I think Vrabel is the best coach in the NFL. There it is. Okay. There it is. I, knew, I you, you love that man. I do. And I, I understand it because he finds a way. They've been dealt some some tricky hands over the years, and he always finds a way. Start Derrick Henry, if you don't mind. Yep. Traylon Burks is a uh, he's, a risky business, he's flexible DFS. Maybe it works out. Maybe he – like this is a kind of an important game to me on how I project Traylon Burks the rest of the year. If he – kind of continues the momentum of last week into a good target share, making some plays, then I'm then I'm kind of in for the rest of the year. If it dips back down to, you know, two for thirty three, yeah. three for eighteen, 
and and not a heavily focused part of the offense, I'll kind of be like, well, this is not the year. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta watch, and and you hope that you can watch with him from your bench. Um, that you've got other good starting options, but I do think that if you have to start him, if I if I'm calling my shot as to whether he does have a real dud of a game or he's if he's very involved in this offense, I think he's very involved. They need him. They've worked him in. He's back from his uh, injury. He was on the field for fifty uh, percent of the snaps last got, week with eight targets. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I am believing that Traylon Burks has a good game this week. I think either way. Uh, I think you could play him in certain situations, but he sh he needs to be on rosters. Like he should be on a bench at the very least. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him over the second half of the year if this offense can get going. We never mentioned Austin Hooper's name after two touchdowns last week. Do we need to mention it? No, nope. you, you you did just now, mm -hmm. and that's enough. And that's plenty. Okay. Good job. Not anticipating any more Derrick Henry jump passes this week. No. Okay. Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. 355 and four last week. Uh, please play him. This is a great matchup for Joe Burrow and the wide receivers. Uh, T. Higgins is, he would have been my start of the week, a wide receiver, if it wasn't too darn obvious. Like, it's too obvious that you play T. Higgins this week. Nine for 148 last week, doing what he wants out there. And Tyler Boyd should be better this week. Yeah, Boyd's a good play. I know he was down last week, but against in this matchup um, without Joe Mixon, you can't run against the Titans very easily, and they don't have Joe Mixon, so they're just going to. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot and have some success doing it. Where, what's your level for Samaj P. Ryan? Yeah. So you picked him up. Joe Mixon's out. We don't know for sure, but I mean that's Brian Robinson. That's how I would project. Okay. Brian Robinson this week or Samaj P. Ryan? We all start. Brian Robinson is the standard. Of just on the cusp of wanting to play somebody. I'm going to take the receiving upside of P. Ryan, um, and and when so I will play him over Brian Robinson. But I think that's basically where it is. Wow, they I, are back to back in yeah, our well, rankings. The, I was going to say that that's exactly Michael what Carter. It feels like. with, oh, I will take with Michael Mike Carter. Yeah. You, yeah, you are expecting a big bounce back from Michael Carter. I, I think Michael Carter gets eight targets in this game. And it's if hard you, to not see it happen. If you're yeah. a running back with eight targets, you're going to be great. What about uh, you picked you? Latavius Murray was a pickup Ooh. for the waiver wire. Say you got both of those guys, who would you be playing? Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray's uh, I, okay. fifteen it plus. It grosses attempts. me out how much you're you're telling people to start him. Sorry. Yeah, I just get a little grossed I, out. I don't think he's going to have a monster performance. This isn't you know saying Latavius Murray is a top five play this week. Yeah, but I think his floor is extremely high his floor should be 10 fantasy points <sighs> i just don't want to go there the that's fact, what brian robinson's situation is you you're getting you're getting seven to ten fantasy points probably but, like the fact that samaj p ryan was already the third down running back a a pass catching running utilized as a pass catcher he sh he he could be in for like a full three down uh utilization for this for this matchup so it's harder I, with the two downs coming against the third best run d yeah but you're right he's he should be the guy Yes. And, uh, I mean, no updates on Mixon at all. Do we have anything? Not yet. What are we sipping on back there in Deucer's Alley, huh? Gin we got a smoothie. Juice. I, I think that's a smoothie for Al. Yes, sir. Um, probably afraid to to talk. Casey got you know some smoothie in there. Uh, what are you What are you sipping on? That's a gigantic mud mug there. They've got some uh, hot tea. Mm. Yeah, still hot. No, there's no, no. way. <laughs> At this point, the Houston Texans are one eight and one. Uh, is Sorry, just throwing this out there. We haven't seen Chris Evans uh, healthy. He hasn't been out there, but it was it was uh, Williams last week, right? Travion Williams was yeah. there, but Chris Evans has been injured. I'm just wondering if 
if he comes back this week, he could end up stealing more work than we think if he if he comes back. Sure. So it's just another you know it's early in the week. We don't have. I just tried to find some practice reports not out yet for the Bengals. So watch that because that could steal a little of the luster away from P Ryan. Houston is the one eight and one. 16.8 implied point total team of the week in terms of who you want to start your players against. The Miami Dolphins are at home at 7-3. and three. DraftKings Sportsbook line Miami minus 13.5. The over-under is 47. Tua, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. They're in. They're all your locks anyways. So they're definitely locks in this one. Um I, I'm excited to see what the Miami Dolphins, uh, Dolphins. Dolphins, I like it. Yeah, the, it's the Dolphins offense. Yeah, I mean, no, it's I was a normal right thing. Normal people say that. Oh, everyone loves the Dolphins. Uh, they have run. <laughs> Miami's run 608 plays this year. 26 percent of them have gone for 10 or more yards. Wow. They are just electric. And Houston, they rank 31st in that category in terms of giving up 10 plus yard plays. This is one of those matchups you don't. Don't dig in too deep and try to find a reason not to play these guys or not to expect big things. Big plays will happen. They're at home. Just start them. Why, why is Mike Gesicki on this bell curve right now? Whereas like he was not used. Then you're like, oh, whoa, look at Mike Gesicki. Get, is it run, Jeff Wilson? He's running routes, get targets per route run. They're like, oh, and we're done. Is it Jeff Wilson because Chase Edmonds was not usable? That I could mean, be. They do that correlate a little bit. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting theory. On the other side, it, it is a um, it's so, a little nerve wracking. Yeah, uh, obviously Damian Pierce is in. He had a very bad game last week, but that is Dude, people are out on him. What? Not this week. I'm saying. I mean, just talking like in general. I have seen so much negativity about Damian Pierce. That's when, when you go surprising. Like it, I, I get wanting it. to release him, wanting to trade him, stuff like that. When you go ten for eight. <laughs> Ten, <laughs> 10 attempts, eight rushing yards, and then you catch two passes for nine yards, it's, it gets people spooked. And he, he hasn't scored in five weeks because this offense is really, really struggling. I think it's just a buildup of that. Still out there for the same amount of snaps last week. You know, uh, you got to play Damian Pierce. I agree. Yeah, they weren't able to run the ball much. I mean, they were uh, down early, the Texans were. There was the early pick six that um, uh, General Mills threw in the game, and then ne next thing you know, Damian Pierce needs to have the game be a little bit closer. So you could have a situation in this game that's similar. I, I expect the Dolphins to just be not punting ever. And maybe. So maybe this is more of a game where you can throw Brandon Cooks out there. Yeah, and, and Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are both going to get targets. They're both going to be lower-quality targets, and uh, they're both dart throws, I think, this week in terms of hoping you get production. Uh, I, I'm curious where the Dolphins' defense evolves. I mean, the past six weeks, they've been a lot better. They've mm -hmm. been eighth against the run, 15th against the pass. They're going to get some pass rush on to Davis Mills, so it should be a very interesting game. But beyond that, I don't think there are other startable players worth discussing correct because it would be disgusting agree if we did quick break back with the bears game this episode is brought to you by the deal the line between business and sports is getting blurrier by the day to understand it all check out the deal a podcast co-hosted by yankees legend alex rodriguez every week a rod and bloomberg reporter jason kelly Speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, and executives like Derek Jeter, 
Maria Sharapova, and more. The deal takes you behind the scenes into the world of sports, business, media, and entertainment and dives into the wins, losses, and lessons learned along the way. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, listen to new episodes of The Deal on Spotify every Thursday. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Well, well, well. This game got a little more interesting to talk about. The Chicago Bears are three and eight. The New York Jets are six and four. The games in New York and the DraftKings Sportsbook line have the Jets uh, as five point favorites. The over under is forty. Now, okay. I don't know, Al. Maybe dig into the uh, line there. See if it's changed on DraftKings. We'll do the since fact, the Mike White news. Uh, yeah, but I say the the fact that the line is even where we are. That seems to be at least Vegas is pretty confident that the that Justin Fields is going to play. My, minus 540.5 is the current line. Okay. So it, you you were saying you think that means that yeah, like Justin Fields is going it, to like, be out there. If the sports books weren't sure that or didn't feel confident that Justin Fields was out there, they, would, they wouldn't even have a line. They would just be holding until they have more news. Um, wow, this is, this is quite the tweet here. Mike White getting the start. We know that now. But um, – where does this come? This tweet comes in from Regulators Podcast. Says if Geno Smith took his next 150 snaps and threw the ball into the stands, he would have a higher <laughs> pass rating than Zach Wilson. <laughs> and we're talking about Geno Smith. Can, cannot confirm if this is real, but that that's funny. And do, we do have more breaking news. I get this what? one. Oh, this yes. one needs to get mentioned because it's uh, too big of a player. Breaking news. Uh, it's at least being reported right now that Joe Burrow expects Jamar Chase to play against the Titans. What? Wow. What? That is very unfortunate for fantasy football players because that is a decision I don't want to make. And I in the matchup, so good that it's not call. one where you That's just, what I mean. If he was playing against Dallas, right? Like, you're like, ah, just sit him for a week. Like, Jamar Chase could play... 15% of the snaps. If you have... Coming in from Kelsey Conway, who is a beat reporter for the Cincinnati I mean, Bengals. They're gonna, he's going to be eased in. There's it, no way he plays a full allotment of snaps. It's just... And he's valuable as how, a distraction. Oh, let, that let, is brutal. Let me tell you some players that if I had them, I would be willing to bench Jamar Chase for. Oh, Very important. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, I So, my start of the week, Garrett Wilson. He is... Uh, a player that I would rather play Garrett Wilson than Jamar Chase coming off of okay. this current injury. Um, you might have Keenan Allen, uh, Michael Pittman, your start of the week. Uh, I would play anybody the kind of that level above. What about the, Tyler, Tyler Boyd? Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> I would play Tyler Boyd above Jamar Chase. I, I have fears. Maybe this is Mike Williams based. But when you have a timeline that a player beats in a shocking fashion, right? I it, don't think it, I don't think this week is shocking. This this he, was the week he where they just got off of crutches. It was it was like news yesterday or the day. I think Monday was news. He's off crutches. It's like now you're gonna play in the NFL. 
That part is the shocking part. But I'm saying the I think the original timeline had this as a possibility. It would we were expecting next week. What do you? How about Darius Slayton? The original Dallas. Yeah, it's been four <laughs> weeks. It's been four weeks, but they had the bye week in there. Yeah. Can we can we punt this to oh, what is the vibe after practice sure. for two or three more weeks? Yeah, okay. Or two or three more days? Because right now we're recording on a Wednesday. Yeah. It's a, an initial report. I think you need to track it and see what what the real activity level is. Um, expecting him to play, maybe more context. I look forward to Sunday live. Yeah, if he practices with every question is Jamar Chase. If he practices in full this week and they're saying he looks good, I'll I'll adjust my my opinion because it has been a month. And originally, when they decided to not put him on IR, it was because they hoped he healed faster than normal. The timeline should have been on IR. That being said, IR is four games, not four weeks. And so they had their bye week in there. So this is a full four weeks, even though if they it is quicker than right. had they put them on IR. So let's get back to this Jets-Bears matchup. Um, Mike White is going to bring a little bit of hope. He's going to bring hope to Michael Carter, to Garrett Wilson. Uh, and then if you look at other wide receivers, Corey Davis could be back, probably won't be back. Denzel Mims is playing a lot more snaps than Elijah Moore. So sure. I would be more – I would I think – that would be where I'd look if I had to do a desperate other Garrett Wilson starter. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want to play Denzel Mims or Elijah Moore or, or anybody else. We're talking, yeah, next level desperate, Brooks. That's right. Um, but Tyler Conklin, does he get reborn in the uh, Mike White? Very possible. Situation. It's, I mean, not, it's not the, the best matchup where uh, Conklin's a, a streaming candidate. Last six weeks, Bears fifth against uh, tight ends, so I'd Probably not do it. I would I'd like Foster Moreau, I'd stream him over Conklin this week. The Jets games have hit the under five straight times. The defense is playing very well in the last six weeks. Seventh against quarterbacks, ninth against running backs, third against wide receivers. I think it makes it pretty simple on the Bears side of things. If Fields plays, you play him. He's a cheat code. Mm -hmm. David Montgomery is going to get eighty plus yes. percent of snaps, and so you have to force him into your lineup. It's not a great matchup. No, he's not going to do great things, but uh, enough opportunities where he should be, you know, double-digit fantasy points, you hope. And do I get credit for any touchdown guarantees if Claypool scores one on the year? Sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll let that roll over. What are you doing with Mooney this week? It's a tough, tough matchup. The Jets are number one I'm, in the league against wide receivers. I'm trying to bench him. Okay. And also, when it comes to Justin... Tyler Boyd or Darnell Mooney? Sorry. Boyd. Okay. Yeah, Boyd. Um, when it comes to Justin Fields, uh, if he's playing... Obviously, you know, you, you can stay in the flames. The Like last week, we talked about basically, you know, it was like Mahomes and Fields, like as the next best option. You just do it no matter what. I, I see Fields this week a little bit scarier, but because of the combination of the injury and the matchup where, you know, if, if you were a team that had, um, you know, Tua and you picked up Justin Fields, because a lot of the Justin Fields managers, they've got another good quarterback. They just happen to pick him up off of waivers, there are other options I would start over Fields in this specific matchup. Uh, not Brady, though, would you? I, I'd still be no, playing Fields, at least no, myself. Yeah, I'll, I'll, play, I'll play Fields above Brady. That's really close for me. I still want, like, Brady is not putting up any impressive games yet. And I'm just, yeah, we've been waiting for touchdowns. it, and we've been saying the same thing, but like, 19, 13, 11, 17, 15, 16. That is his last 
the exact same way that we 16. were talking about how Devin Singletary was due touchdowns, Chris Godwin was due touchdowns, all these players, the regression, because the other metrics outside of touchdowns were all good. That is Brady. We didn't get into the quarterbacks, but he would have been the number one of like, well, the touchdowns are going to come. He's on pace for 4,700 yards, point, not throwing interceptions. Yeah, 2.8% touchdown rate. Yeah, like that's not Brady's career, know, and that's not what he's doing right now, you know, between the 20s. It just feels like the um, the like the, the, the bomb, the, the the timer keeps resetting to 3-2-1, and then it said 3-2-1. Every week we've been saying it, and I'm just I'm just sad. Yeah, it's been frustrating. We, we, we all want it to happen. Yeah. Uh, so Cole Komet? I mean, yeah, sure. That is the one area the Jets defense schedule adjusted, giving up over ten points a game to tight ends. I mean, there's probably a lot of other names I'd go to. Injoku before. or Komet? Because I, I think I'd still stay in the flames. I'd with go with Cole Komet the, well. over the Injoku injury. The Atlanta Falcons are five and six, Mike, and they take on the Washington Commanders, who are six and five, Mike. Uh, the DraftKings sportsbook line is Washington minus four and a half. The over under is forty two. Uh, both both teams are in the mix for the wild card. Yes, that's true. The Falcons are better than the Cardinals. I just want to put it out there for preseason expectations. That's where we're at, Cardinal fans. Good work, Atlanta. Um, they did win last week. This is going to be an interesting one to break <laughs> down because the the Washington defense is ascending in a big way. Third against running backs the last six weeks. Eighth against wideouts. First against tight ends. Now they are adding Chase Young to the mix. Marcus Mariota, watching him try to run the football, it's he makes the right read. He's simply not athletic enough to make it work very often. There's going to be sacks in this game. Mariota is averaging 18.4 catchable passes per game. That's dead last in the NFL. That's from Scott Barrett. Uh, you know... Drake London, the only hope for Drake London is the consolidation of targets yes. with Kyle Pitts leaving. The truth is, you're probably just going to see more Demir Bird. You're probably just going to see uh, a distribution to other places, but I think you could take a dart throw with it. Yeah, I mean, the hope in this game is that the Falcons offense can do something. Because, you know, Mike, your start of the week, Terry McLaurin, I love Terry McLaurin. I love the matchup against the Falcons. Part of the reason that the Falcons have been such a good matchup to play against for the passing game is because they've been surprisingly scoring a lot. So I worry in this game with the way that the Manders defense has been stepping up and the loss of Kyle Pitts, I worry about whether or not the Falcons will be able to score enough points to keep the Commanders passing the ball I I have no worries about Antonio Gibson I think he's a very good start this week Brian Robinson we've kind of made him that barometer of uh, the last good starting running back out there kind of flex option um but can you start many people over on the Falcon side well I, the the hard part is I'm trying to look at these difficult matchups that they face and they haven't faced a ton of like top tier defenses this year they did beat san francisco with 28 points back in week six um 15 points against tampa's defense 26 against new orleans i mean i i'm trying to find that path i had the same thought jason when he mentioned terry mclaurin and i was comforted by the other numbers he mentioned which is just how many fantasy points to the wide receiver over the course of the year washington had been giving up but it is a little nerve-wracking because atlanta does have to get into the end zone otherwise they're going to play 
Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, and you'll see one of those 49-snap games for those running backs. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you know that Terry McLaurin's going to have his shot, and the, the Falcons' defense can't stop him. So if they pass it all, and it might just be in the first half, um, you're you're. I still am very hopeful for both Heineke and McLaurin, but it's going to take the Falcons surprising us, which shouldn't be a surprise because they surprise us six. all season long with their ability to score and keep running the ball. And Will you know, Patterson be a bigger part of the offense now without Kyle Pitts as well? Like his target totals this year have been non-existent, only four over the past three weeks. Yeah, I think he has to be. Uh, you know, the last three games he's been sub-50% snaps um, coming back from that injury. So Patterson uh, or Mostert? Um, I would go Mostert I'd there. I'd go Mostert. Okay. Yeah, I was asking for a friend in my dynasty league. It's, it's close. Friend, a friend of mine. But like even at the beginning of the year when, when he was dominating Cordero uh, Patterson, the snap shares were not like astronomically higher. Like 49% this past week, but it was only 12 opportunities. In his big games, it was 61% of the snaps, 65 It's just they were giving him the ball more. And he's so good. We, yeah. we, we, we can't take that away from Cordero Patterson. Last week, you, you look at the fantasy finish and you might be – a little bit disappointed, um, but he had a 104-yard – was it a kick or a yeah, it was kickoff? A kick or a kick return. Kick, kick it was off. a kick return to take the record. Yeah, I mean, it was – he's he's great. So you can start Cordero Patterson. They need him badly. Uh, little update for you. Maybe not that little. Corey Davis will be back. He has been close to getting back the last two okay. weeks, and uh, he is a full practice participant – and we'll be back in the fold, so... They want to set up uh, Mr. White for a great game. Yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, he, he's a primary target in that offense, and he's definitely going to rise above your Mims or Elijah Moore category of target. So, Antonio Gibson, quietly the RB18 on the year. This seems like a matchup you can play him. Brian yep. Robinson, is he touchdown or bust? I think he's a flex option this week. Talked about Terry McLaurin. What about... Curtis Samuel? Not until Carson Wentz comes back. And then John, John Dawson has not been a part of the offense, really. Uh, only two receptions since the injury. Don't need to talk about him. What about Logan Thomas? Last week, Logan Thomas kind of got involved in the in the PPR universe. Uh, what did he finish with last week? Five six, for six 65? Targets. Yeah, I mean... Uh, First big... I guess he did that one time in week four. I, I would need to see it at least one more time before I would stream him. Okay. The Broncos are three and seven. They take on the Carolina Panthers at three and eight. Oh man! Uh, we did attempt to petition this game not to be televised. Yeah, I don't think we've won. The DraftKings Sportsbook line: Denver minus two, over under is thirty six. I mean, this is just like Vegas is looking at this game and saying, "Whose defense is going <laughs> to win it?" Um, the Broncos. And they're choosing the Broncos' defense to win it. This is a hide your kids, hide your wife. 35-point over-under. I mean, there's only been three games with a total this low since 2012. Sam Darnold v. Russell Wilson. Deontay Foreman v. Latavius Murray. DJ Moore v. Cortland Sutton. I mean, these are this, mirrors. This is um, this game is such a low over-under that the Panthers are projected for 17 points and the Broncos are projected for 19 points, and I cannot figure out a way where either team gets to those numbers. <laughs> I don't know if I can figure that out, too. I mean, I guess I could see Denver getting there. Pick six. Yeah, or just, you know, 
uh, the Panthers defense, maybe the running game, maybe Latavius and company. But my expectations for the fantasy output in this game are non-existent. You know, Cortland Sutton, I don't want to play him. He has, he has, he is, you know, he is still a playable asset. Five for 80 last week. Yeah, five for 80 last week, 11 targets the week before. Um, I, 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 he is not what we hoped because Russell right. Wilson is not what we hoped. He is not a great uh, world beaten first double wide digit receiver. game for Cortland Sutton last week since week four. Yeah, it's, so that that's your risk. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I, you know, we're talking about like you could start Darius Slayton. Um, I, I would, I would still stick I'd with Cortland Sutton, Sutton yeah. over over Darius Slayton. I think I'm willing to water bet that one. Huh, okay, let's I go. I think I'm willing to do it. Water bed. I actually just made the decision to put Darius Slayton in above Zay Jones this week. Um, Darius Slayton That's, is a high yardage upside touchdown potential type sure. of player. Uh, Sutton has had no ceiling this year. So that's why I lean that direction. But from a PPR perspective, I think you're going to get more total receptions from Sutton. DJ Moore, uh, DJ less. Don't yeah, do it. I would, I'd be trying to find a way to not play him. Not against this defense. Against this defense, I don't want to play a single Oh, let's do it. Let's bench the Panthers. Yeah, I, I don't want to yes, play Foreman, DJ Moore, Terrence no. Marshall, Darnold. Let's just move. Let's move yeah. on. If yeah. you were counting on Foreman, hopefully you got one of these waiver guys from this week because I would be playing them all over. A few Foreman. other Sutton questions from the website. Josh Palmer or Cortland Sutton? See, I'm going to go Palmer there. Palmer. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Palmer. Fine with that. Uh, Christian Watson or Cortland Sutton? That one's close. I'm going to play Watson Watson has a ceiling. And Rashad White in the flex or Cortland Sutton in the flex? Ooh. I'll leave that to Mike. He's... It's probably Sutton. I'll play Rashad I mean, White. I mean, touchdown upside goes to Sutton on that one. Pan the, the Panthers defense. No, Cortland Sutton doesn't He doesn't score. Compared to Rashad White. No, I don't I think feel, so. I feel like the Buccaneers can score 30, and I don't know how the Broncos score 20. So Sutton has one touchdown on the year. What does Rashad White have? I think Rashad White's going to catch some passes. Like I, I like Rashad White. He's definitely got at one. least one touchdown. He has one, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's working into the fold. Sure. Uh, Greg D, let uh, it be. I I would rather not. I mean, we we got hot and bothered with his first few games, um, but this is still a rookie tight end, and you can't rely on them. You never have had one in the history of fantasy that was just a weekly reliable asset. Greg D or the Island, Jason. I'll take the Island against Seattle. That's Foster Moreau. <laughs> Baltimore, seven and three, taking on the three and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. DraftKings Sportsbook line. Baltimore minus three and a half. Over unders forty three and a half. Uh the Ravens games. Uh, this is this has been the story. They've hit the under in six of seven. Ironically, that is the amount of games that Lamar Jackson has been at twenty or fewer fantasy points in his last seven. Um it's been really difficult because I think a, a player like Lamar Jackson is so secure in your lineup as an auto start that he hurts you maybe more than any other player in fantasy. It's possible. Uh, because you know what he's capable of, and he showed you in the first three weeks of the year, and then he's locked in, and you know he's averaging 21 fantasy points since week four. He's not finished higher than the QB9. Most leagues are 10 or 12 team leagues. And the, uh, the Ravens defense is number one in total yards per game, fifth in points per game allowed. It, it makes for a very interesting situation they don't have explosive players right now outside of mark andrews and they haven't needed them because they win games anyways they win against carolina 
running the football, read option, boring stuff that makes Mike yell at the TV. They're willing to drop the passes, uh, and it still doesn't matter. If they drop a, f a couple fewer passes. That would make you feel better? Yeah. and like, th He's my start of the week because the, the opportunity is there. I do think that Lamar Jackson can have a, a bounce back, a monster game, which means Mark Andrews is, uh, I mean, uh, he's always a great start. But like Demarcus Robinson, who over the last month has a 30% target per route run, he he is interesting as a kind of a dart throw player. Slayton or, or Demarcus? Probably Slayton. Uh, just a little bit a little bit more necessary to the offense because because Robinson could disappear. But two of the of the the previous three week or three games, I should say. Nine targets in one of them, eight targets in one of them. So it, he does look like he's taking over that wide receiver one spot. I think the, the team wanted it to be Devin Duvernay. He just is not being that dude. Well, he's such a different archetype, you know. He's he's small and fast, and Robinson's bigger. Um, I agree with you on the potential start there. Uh, Mark Andrews, you're going to play him. What do you do at the running back room? In Baltimore, oh, uh, you you stay cast away. it aside. Yes, you cast it aside. You stay away because there's too much uncertainty. It's not me saying that there won't be someone who's good. It is me saying that I don't know, you don't know, and they don't know uh, the plan. It's too early in the week to know about Gus Edwards, uh, Kenyon Drake. He's randomly good some weeks and awful the rest justice hill was worked in so you just have to stay away from this running back room if you throw one in all you're doing is just praying for luck and that's not how you're going to win most of your fantasy football games travis Etienne, you have to start him the matchup's not great it doesn't but, matter you play him. but you play him christian kirk he's had a resurgence of late he scored seven touchdowns this year mentioned him in never not working i think you got to play him as well this is not necessarily the game that I want to roll out the... Uh, the spot starter? Yeah, Zay Jones, you can always play him. You <laughs> Just, can always play him. He's good for 5 look, for 50, right? Do you, do you got a spot that needs needs a start? Zay Jones. Well, let's do it, Mike. Zay Jones or Peoples-Jones? Which one? Ooh. Jones. Jones' decision. I, or Marvin Jones. Or Julio Jones. I will go Peoples-Jones. Yeah, PB Jones. Jerry Jones? No. No. Never. Sit him. Sit him. Never, Jerry. Okay. The Chargers are five and five, taking on the four and seven Arizona Cardinals. The DraftKings Sportsbook line: Chargers minus four and a half. The over/under is forty-seven and a half. Here's a statement I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there into the fantasy football world that I want you to remember: Play every player you have against the Cardinals the rest of the year. The Arizona Cardinals are about to in impart, or sorry, they're about to begin a nice five-game run of giving up. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be everyone on the defense, other than Buda Baker and JJ Watt, will give up mm -hmm. on the for the rest of the season. It's going to be a bloodbath. Austin Eckler should probably be the uh, the running back one this week. Herbert could be the quarterback one this week. Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer should be played. I'm not sure that Mike Williams doesn't score three times from the bench. <laughs> the Cardinals are awful. They're, and and, yeah, and they. They do look like a defense that has quit. They at least quit at the end of last yes, game. Yes, they did. Maybe they'll come back uh, at home and uh, nope. give it more effort. I was shocked. They suck at home. I was shocked to see this line. The the, the Chargers are only favored by four and a half points. Um, I, will, I will be taking the Chargers, please.
Yeah, I agree. The Cardinal season is over. They needed to win that game against San Francisco. Instead, they got blown out. Uh, it was a little sad. I will say this. Supposed to be a home game for the Cardinals. Got booed. Everyone there was a 49er fan. Seemed a little unfair. Yeah. It, the, it was the right thing. <laughs> smart fans. They did get the message. Um, it is a good matchup for James Conner. James Conner uh, has been getting the work and, uh, you know, felt little touchdown dependent. I don't think it He'll is this He'll keep trying week. as well. Absolutely. He's one of the keep trying guys. The the Chargers are hashtag bad against the run. So, uh, Conner is fine. Hopkins is auto in. And then there's a bunch of injuries elsewhere in the wide receiver core that at this point in the week, I don't think we can recommend anybody. No, I, I think there's a really good chance that Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, and Greg Dorge don't play in this game. And then you have Hopkins, A.J. Green, Robbie Anderson, and Trey McBride. Without knowing who the quarterback is going to be, just as good a chance at Kyler sits with the bye week next week for the Arizona Cardinals. The only thing I'll say is with the injuries, if one of them goes and the other don't, you kind of have some clarity, right? Like if Hollywood starts and you don't have Moore or Dorch, you could probably take your shot with Hollywood Brown getting, you know, eight to ten targets. They're not going to bring him back out there unless he can um, – do that and then and Trey McBride you're just waiting I think that if you are a if if you're a team that is in tight end purgatory because you don't have uh the, one of the top four guys McBride should be someone you stash on the bench and wait and we didn't see uh we didn't see Gerald Everett last game so it's hard to make the recommendation you want to the Cardinals stink if 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 Gerald Everett is active in this game he should be the tight end too I'd be so nervous to play him with this type of injury. I, I completely understand But that. he might only need like a play. Well, the thing is, is he won't be guarded on that play. Just leak out to the <laughs> to the left side oh, of the field. Man. You guys are so mad. Well, the, I mean, this has been all season for the Cardinals at the tight end position. Yeah. I mean, that that's the pace he could take down the field, and he's going to be looking around going, why isn't anybody trying to tackle me? Now he's, he's on the groin index, though. Yeah, so... If he is not active in this game, go ahead and fire up Trey McKitty. <laughs> Are you waiting for the sound? Here it is. <laughs> fire them all. You into, into the sun. You sound like a man who had hope at one point. Mike, that is the essence of fandom. We Ho had no hope. hope. I, I'm, hope I'm, defeated. I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm good, man. I don't know how you guys do that. I don't know how you distance yourself. We looked yourself. at the roster I, and the coach I, and the I look GM. at the truth, and I can handle it. Yeah, I mean, they did 5-12 and 12 in their last 17 games. Yeah. Got an extension in the middle of that. Yeah. That was both, that's, that's both GM I, and coach. That's when I broke. That agent, <laughs> that agent deserves to be, like, featured in a documentary. Or shot. One of the two. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No, no. That's that's rude, but um, they need a clean house. They they have to. The Raiders are three and seven. They take on the six and four Seattle Seahawks. The DraftKings Sportsbook line Seattle We're minus done three and a half. And this is actually oh. Andy's almost upset of the week. It's a strange one, I know, but uh, I think the Raiders go up to Seattle and and keep it close. Uh, Seattle is, like I said, three and a half point favorites. The over-under is 47 and a half. This Seattle offense, uh, you got to like the matchup. 
I like the odds of this game hitting the over, believe yeah, it or not. For sure. Uh, the Raiders, yeah, they did get back in the win column against the lowly Broncos last week. But when you have Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, you have a baseline that you can set. Josh Jacobs is set up for massive success against the, uh, even though they're improving, still the 24th ranked running back defense. And Jacobs just gets so many opportunities. Third most carries, third most rushing yards, playing great football. You know, Mike likes Foster Moreau this week as well, but Carr, Jacobs, Adams are locks. Moreau is a is a uh you can stream him. A stream. Did you say Carr is a lock? I didn't mean to. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't I would not be playing. It's been a long Carr. show. I'm sorry. Jacobs, Adams, and Foster. Moreau. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Jacobs and Adams are a lock. Yeah. Carr is not a lock. Yeah, and then and then that's it. That's it. I don't want to play with the Mac Hollins in this matchup. The uh, Seahawks have been pretty good against wide receivers. On the Seahawks side, though, it, oh, it should be just a light thing up of beauty. I feel like I haven't had my sweet, sweet Kenneth Walker in five years. Bye weeks are too long. You're waiting for some sweet, sweet Kenneth Walker. You're not going to oh, have to yeah. wait very long. Oh, I know it's it, going to be great. It should be pretty good. Um. The Raiders' fantasy points allowed to running backs the last five weeks, 26, 40, 27, 26, 25. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. So uh, I, did, uh, I did mention the thought, and the Seattle fans didn't like it, of Melvin Gordon. This was a potential home for him to me. Uh, Seattle is in contention, and they, they did have interest in – who was it? It, was, uh, it wasn't Hines. It was somebody at the trade deadline that – that got claimed, and that Seattle put a claim in on them. Who am I thinking of? I do not. Does I nobody here remember this? I can't recall. No. There was a, a a running back picked was up. Was it Eno? It was. It was Eno Benjamin. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So they did. They they need some depth at running back because if if Kenneth Walker did go down, I feel like if if Gordon goes to Seattle though, it's he is just a a bench piece. Yeah, he's going to be that wherever he goes. Yeah. It is. Uh, it it is a little early in the week, but. Uh, 83% chance of precipitation looks like some some lightning and thunder in the area. So the running games here, because both teams susceptible to being gouged by the run and both teams have great running backs, uh, I think that that's where I want to focus. I feel like I, I needed like a meteorologist drop the way that you said that. <laughs> I mean, it, precipitation? It's a yeah, long it's a word. big word for me. The Rams are 3-7. and seven. They take on the 8-2 and two Kansas City Chiefs. DraftKings Sportsbook line here, Kansas City minus 14.5. Over-under is 44. Uh, Kadarius Tony not practicing today. That's the, the update from this morning. I tried to spend all the fab I had to get the Chiefs defense for this week. Was unsuccessful. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, how good is this going to be? The Rams are projected for under 15 points. The Kansas City Defense does the kind of things that are going to be a problem for a backup quarterback. Bryce Perkins. Uh, Chris Jones uh, is going to be. I'm saying Bryce Bryce Perkins uh, for the Rams is the one taking the first team reps right now at the quarterback position. Need I say more about my fab attempts? Nope. No, you do not. Uh, the Rams, I mean, they've hit their implied point total two times this year. So they you're talking about 14.8 points being a maybe. They don't have runner, running backs. They don't have wide receivers. Um, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have an the, offensive line. The only player that you can start here is Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby had eight targets the last two weeks. 
and you know they're going to have to throw the ball. Like the Chiefs aren't going to not be able to score. They're the Chiefs. So when they throw the ball and eventually the second half of this game, they're going to be in a prevent defense and they're just going to dump it off to uh, Higby probably three or four times at the end of the game and get some extra points. This is a floor play. Higby probably won't get a touchdown in this game. So I think this is just someone where if you want seven, eight, nine fantasy points in a PPR setting, Higby is fine. I don't want to play Cam Akers. I don't want to play Kyron Williams. I don't want to play Allen Robinson. I do think Akers is a desperation. Uh, like you need to fill the running back spot just because they'll have 15 opportunities so potentially. Tough. But I don't want to play him. No. I mean, like if if Michael Carter were somewhere, somehow on your waiver wire, let's see. I mean, I mean I've seen 14 team leagues where you're out there. You're oh, putting, yeah, yeah. I, you're putting in some garbage. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But it's like, man. James Cook. Sure, I play him over, over Cam Akers. He, he might be out there. Um, okay, we've got uh, Patrick Mahomes. Play him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> there he is. There he is. He ran down off to the right side there. Just starts too fast. Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, Isaiah Pacheco, 16 for 82, 15 for 107. Play him over Foreman and Latavius? Yes. No. Uh, Latavius might be over Pacheco, but Foreman for sure. Right. That's, uh, that's, what, that's what I was reacting to. I, I would go Latavius, Pacheco, Foreman. I don't. It's so gross, Jason. I won't. Give dude. him a different name or something. Don't call him Latavius Murray. Call him Lats. Lats? Lats? That's not exciting. I was looking at something like you Lightning Bolt. Like like I don't want it to be exciting. This is yeah. old man Murray. And Old Man Murray is shouldn't you shouldn't be excited to play him. He's you Mr. just can't. Wrinkletown. <laughs> Mr. Wrinkletown. He's old. Yeah, but that's not ex You just said give him an, an exciting name. Well, and you Jason like was changing it. He said he didn't want it, so I was Mr. giving him a boring Wrinkletown. Name. <laughs> old Man Murray works for me. Old Man Murray's good. Jarek McKinnon, can you uh, play him? Would you play him over Cam Akers? Yes. Probably. Well, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> My my it, my thinking with Jarek McKinnon is I like having a pass catching back, but I don't know how much they're going to need to utilize the pass catching prowess in a game like this where you expect it to be pretty one sided. So maybe I would take the known carries from Cam Akers over McKinnon, but that's that's the level. I mean, you're you're talking about two guys I don't really want to play. What about the wide receivers here for the Chiefs? If if uh, Juju is Back from concussion protocol, is he right back into your lineup? Yes. If Juju okay. is back, active on the field, he will be playing. Let's assume he is out for this because then there's the question of do you try to toy with picking the right option between uh, MVS, Sky Moore, and Justin Watson? Routes and participation favor Justin Watson. Uh, I think that's where I lean. Upside and unknown favors Sky Moore. I don't really want – I don't even want us to play Juju, I don't think. Really? Yeah, it makes me it's, a little nervous. It's Mahomes. Yeah. He's going to throw for a bajillion yards. Yeah, do you think Juju comes right back into the same target share the first game after the concussion? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, the concussion, I I don't think that's something you work someone back slowly. It's I definitely guess I'd be more something, worried if Tony was healthy. It's definitely something where he could exit again with a concussion. We've seen that, but I don't think that's one of those where it's like, well, we're going we're gonna to ease him in, give him 20 30% of snaps. I, I would imagine he plays – 
85% of the snaps if he's active. Can I make him my nonsensically nervous pick of the week? Yeah, Yeah, let's do that. Thank you. We do have an update that Andy Reid did say Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. I remember him. He has a legitimate chance to play because, I mean, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire injury where he is now – they IR'd him, right? Can he play as many sweet snaps as Clyde? Uh, I don't know. He can get in there four times. I'm I'm just saying that Ronald Jones – I wasn't even going to mention it. Well, I only bring it up for when Ronald Jones inevitably ruins someone's fantasy day with his one carry for one touchdown, touchdown, (laughs) and you're just ripping your shirt off. You don't think that guy can get into the end zone? He's he kind of small. Sneak in. That's a sneaky sound. I mean, has anyone ever run under the center's he legs? Could do it. He could do it. Like freeze tag? Yeah, Darren Sproles used to do that all the time. <laughs> Isn't that what Jalen Hurts is doing on these quarterback sneaks? It is. He's just like, you can't tackle me. I Danny hitting. Woodhead did that too. <laughs> um, I'd also start Travis Kelsey. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't tell Brave. you how much I love Brave and playing bold. Travis Kelsey. I, I'm on record. Allen Robinson had a touchdown last week. Cool. Don't play him. No. Uh, or, or don't play Skoranek or Van Jefferson or Brandon no. Powell. Don't play Tutu Atwell. Don't play. This, don't play. Don't play. This is the advice based on Perkins being the starter. I or, have, or Wolford. Or, or Wolford, yes. Uh, or Stafford. No, if Stafford if Stafford plays against the Chiefs. Stafford's then, not going to play. Then I, I, would, I completely agree. I'm only saying that because it's Wednesday and, and – you know, if Stafford plays, Allen Robinson is okay. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints are four and seven. They take on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook line is San Francisco minus nine and a half. The over under is 43. <laughs> nine and a half, huh? Uh, yeah, so I'm having tough decisions in this game. I, I think San Francisco is going to win the game, clearly. They have won three straight. Their weapons are unstoppable. They're incredible. My problem comes with how do I make a decision around Chris Olave after a big, big game for Chris Olave? He had a monster touchdown. San Francisco is a, a, a defense that continues to improve. I know he's a stud, and I know in most cases you think, hey, he's in there. But what happens when you're staring down the aforementioned Garrett Wilson? And Chris Olave. Is Olave so far and above Wilson in your mind, even in this tough, tough matchup? I, I think that that's a, an honest conversation that needs to be had because the, the matchup is very difficult. The 49ers have been great. There's only 16.8 implied team total points for the New Orleans Saints. It's really hard to bench Olave. He's looked so special. But the reality is, so is Garrett Wilson. These are These were special teammates uh you know in college that have come to the NFL and they're both studs so i i guess i would take the guy who has um the the better opportunity laid out ahead of him right now which, which is, is wilson to me really okay mike it, olave i mean if if you want to go with the trends has been full red light green light and we are pulling up to the red light olave is a stud andy dalton is not and andy dalton is in a very difficult matchup here uh, I'm not saying that whoever the Jets put out there is a, is a stud, but Cardinals the, Cardinals wideouts didn't get into the end zone against San Francisco. Yeah, this the, is a the, per- the matchup. You need like Olave me. needs to catch eight or nine passes without a touchdown. I'm still like I'm playing Olave. We're just trying to figure out the line, the the line of where you could possibly bench him. I I don't think I could bench Olave. Yeah, 
Probably not. Yeah, he's, I don't think you can bench him for Garrett Wilson. He's not someone that you need to bench. He's he's been very very good. He's like what? he's got the targets. But Devontae I will, Smith. Yeah, I would rather play Devontae Smith. I'd rather play Olave. I'd play Olave. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, I, I think I'm willing. The to, I think I'm willing to go Lockett there. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a weather report for me. Okay, and what about the same game? Brandon Ayuk, who's been pretty on fire. I think I. Yeah. I think I'd play Olave. Oh man, I thought you were going to say Ayuk. I, 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 the two I, targets or the two receptions, so touched but Ayuk has been so good, yeah, he's been man. Great. He's just been completely on fire. If if you've played both these players, I mean, Olave's been great, right? But if you played Olave and Ayuk, no, you're right. The I last mean, month, you'd be much happier with Ayuk. So I'm right. going to stick with Ayuk. McCaffrey, Mitchell, Debo, Kittle, Jimmy G. Are you still playing Mitchell? I mean, he he looked. Juicy. I think Mitchell is a nine. What was it? Nine opportunities. He had nine carries to Christian McCaffrey. Seven carries. It's a, um, it's not a great play. James Cook or Elijah Mitchell. Oh, that level. I I, I would Mitchell. go Elijah Mitchell. Brian Robinson or Elijah Mitchell. Brian Robinson. Robinson. Okay. Give me the volume of Robinson. Yeah. Mitchell. Mitchell. You need. He, he's a nervous watch. He's almost like old school Kareem Hunt, where you know what the first eighteen carries or first eighteen opportunities yeah. or snaps or something were Christian McCaffrey and you didn't see him on the field. But man, he's he's great when he comes out yeah. on the field. Their offensive line is getting it done. By the end of the game, Mitchell will have some carries, but does he does he rip off a long touchdown? That's the question. Uh Alvin Kamara? Yes. You gotta play him, but it's it sucks, but it's yeah. not fun. George Kittle, big week last week. Big the, week. The Saints tough are tough matchup. Yeah, as I say, Saints are great against tight ends. You're not going to bench George Kittle, but if you're I mean I this is user choice. This is what I have been doing. If you if your trade deadline is still open off of the monster week, I think you can get a lot for Kittle. I I worry with the target distribution there. I mean, last week was very predictable against the Arizona Cardinals that Kittle would go off. So in the right matchups, George Kittle should be great because he's so talented. In the bad matchups, I just don't think they need to use him. Why why throw it to a guy who's easily guardable by a specific defensive style and that's that's this game so you're gonna have to start him in good matchups and bad matchups but I think the bad matchups for George Kittle I think they're gonna be like two fantasy points like complete well I think people got scared against the Chargers when he had one catch and the two targets yeah that, he was double digits three weeks before that and then obviously last week the big game but probably less he's just playing less integral to what they need to do he used to be the Song and the dance. When Debo and Ayuk are healthy, his numbers have been way, way worse. And then you add Christian McCaffrey, it's just like, you know, there. This isn't, this isn't a, a massive passing pie usually. Remember when we got Mike to ride with Juwan Johnson earlier in the show? Yeah, that, that was, was great. good. Um, 49ers defense, fifth against the tight end. Yeah, but 18th the past six weeks. Yeah, it's about buddy. to go down. <laughs> okay, no, I'll. I'll I'll buy it. I want to see it. You, you, you'll be jumping for joy in the studio. The Packers are 4-7. and seven. They take on the 9-1 Philadelphia Eagles. The DraftKings Sportsbook line here, Philadelphia minus 7. The over-under is 46. And no, Philly fans, I'm not doing it for a third straight week. I'm not picking the Packers to upset your beloved Eagles. I don't think it happens because uh, the Eagles are a much, much better football team. It was a good almost upset pick last week. Yeah. They barely pulled it out against the Colts. I know. And did you see Sirianni? 
yes, screaming in the I crowd. I loved it. I he absolutely turned. loved it. You see this, Mike? I did not. He, he ran over to the crowd. He was impassioned. So Frank Reich is his mentor extraordinaire, like his right. Uh, okay. You yeah, know, yeah. one of his favorite people on earth, and he just is screaming at the crowd like that blanks That's- for. Frank that's what Reich. you get. Yeah. yeah, he's like, that's for Frank Reich. Why, and he, why is he yelling the, at the crowd? The, say, the, crowd the fans replied, "We didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, like, we just come to the games and watch." Um, they're probably chirping, but uh, Philly. I mean, this is uh, this is a matchup that you, you're going to play your your Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, quarterback three on the year. Miles Sanders, I'd still play. It's him. a good matchup, even though he has slowed down since the bye week. He's the RB twenty five. A.J. Brown, he's slowed down, too. It's been a bad couple of weeks for Brown, but Still he's a stud. Play him. He's a yeah, stud. ignore it. Play him. He's great. And Devonta Smith has been uh, pretty good, especially without Dallas Goddard. The targets seem to be more secure for him. Uh, wide receiver 37, though, over the last month for Devonta Smith. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, but still nine and Nine and eight targets to each of the last two weeks. Yeah. Just, just giving you the yeah. facts, no, no, man. No. He, he has been... Well, very hot and cold, but I think the volume is safe. Two, two weeks ago, he was actually really, really good. Um, he had a good game. I think he had like 16 fantasy points in our league. And then there was a wacky play at the oh, end yeah, he where he lost points. all of his yards and fumbled and lost like six fantasy points, but was actually very good in the game. He's currently ranked number one in that play, in doing that play, <laughs> yes. that negative play. Uh, Aaron Jones, he's the RB5 since week seven. Start him up. Yep. A.J. Dillon has gone. Uh, he is the picture in him Back and, to the Future where it yes. starts to fade away. Him and Kareem. Yeah, they're done. Uh, Alan Lazard and Christian Watson are. I think they're both playable. They're both scary to me. <laughs> sure, that, like the, the matchup is not great, but they're they, the it's Aaron Rodgers and. I'm I'm with Mike on this. I think really? they're both playable. Yeah, yeah I, you definitely are not benching. You, you can't bench Christian Watson. Yeah, he's right he, now. He's I on fire him. with the with the touch. Well, you well, for who? Uh, I guess you would say Devonta Smith. I've got Devonta Smith in my lineup over Christian Watson. Okay. This is you've seen Aaron Rodgers suck a lot this year. You, you just <laughs> yeah. have, um, you know. So he's played poorly at football this season. I mean, he's thrown five touchdowns to Christian Watson in two weeks. So yeah, you're, you're, don't say it's not a risky bench when oh, when a guy is I'm that not, electric. I'm not saying you have to bench him. I'm saying I am not. I, I am fearful in this matchup. The Philadelphia Eagles are as good as it gets against the quarterback position. They're very good against wide receivers. And we've seen bad offense at many times for the Packers. Now, they had a good home stretch of games here. Two back-to-back games in Lambeau where Aaron Rodgers looked good. And, and Christian Watson's healthy. And that's the thing. Christian Watson hasn't been there for most of the season. So this is really going to be an important game. This is on the road against a tough opponent, but with Christian Watson. So what's the truth? Is Aaron Rodgers basically just need one good alpha wide receiver to get the machine rolling, and Christian Watson's going to be good a third week in a row, and then I'm all in on the Packers? Or was that two good weeks? You know, the the Tennessee Titans aren't a good, uh, you know, they're a great matchup for wide receivers. They were in the cold in Lambeau. And the answer is neither, in my opinion. The answer is a middle ground where Aaron Rodgers doesn't look as bad as he's looked, the, the way that we're talking about Tom Brady, and they're probably not the superstar offense they were with Devontae Adams. I think there's a middle ground where, you know, Rodgers is going to throw a couple touchdowns a game. Like, and, and Watson's as good a bet as anybody to be one of those two. Good a bet at anybody is fun to say. Good a, yep. As good a bet as anybody. As good, Watson, a as, anybody. as good a bet as anybody. Thank you. Yeah, it's w- better when you slur it. Yeah. Watson, huge touchdown upside. 
Alan Lazard, very disappointing uh, production, 5 for 57, but he still had 11 targets. and that may, That's double-digit targets in two of the last three games for him. He's still – he's a lower-end flex, especially if – like Alan Lazard's superpower is the touchdown. If you have someone else who can siphon that off, it's not as strong, but he's still in flex consideration. All right, we have a Monday night football match between the Pittsburgh Steelers at 3-7 and seven and the 4-6-1 and one Colts. The DraftKings Sportsbook line, Indianapolis minus 2.5. The over-under is 39. Look, if uh, if they had pulled off the upset last week, which they were up 13-3 to three in the fourth quarter, the Colts, we'd be hearing a lot about the Jeff Saturday Colts we this would. week. Uh, they'd be 5-5, five and five, still in contention. They did not pull it out. Uh, Good coaches win close games. All right. <laughs> Well, um, the, the, he did not lead the men. Okay. All right. I like Mike's personal vendetta against the man that like <laughs> that did nothing wrong. Did nothing wrong. What, be really what did you want him Ursa. to do? Just I pass on the opportunity to be the head coach. Same. Out of respect for Frank Reich. Out of respect for the process. All right. We just got to get you into this situation where you have to turn one of these down, Mike. Well, and say, now that Jeff Saturday has paved the way, you, this is more. There's a chance for you. Uh, look, what's the contract? <laughs> it's going to be really good, Mike. Dan, I'm all in. Yeah, okay. Shmoney. Uh Mike Tomlin uh, versus Jeff Saturday. Both teams look like they're outside of the playoff picture. Both teams have had troubles this year in a lot of ways. Kenny Pickett, look, he can, he can make a couple of plays on a weekly basis. But like I said, last week the 22-yard touchdown was the longest of the year. He is consistently inconsistent. He uh, is inaccurate at times, and it's just he has not taken the next step. Deontay Johnson has suffered because of it. George Pickens is good because he can score. Sure. Yeah, because he he is the guy that gets the deep, valuable targets, and uh, you know that you don't have enough success. I love how you said it. Consistently inconsistent. That is exactly. Um, what this rookie quarterback has been, and you kind of expect it, but he's he's been disappointing to me. I I had higher hopes um, for his ability and his consistency. He looks lost on some plays, inaccurate. He looks Zach Wilson levels of inaccurate on some plays, and so I don't want the high tar uh, you know high volume Deontay Johnson of the valueless. Uh, plays. I want the here's a chance down the field. Have uh, George Pickens go up and grab the ball, and hopefully it's over the painted part of the field. And I think you can keep playing uh, George right now. Yeah, that that's the tough start. Sit for me is is the George Pickens versus like Garrett Wilson, where the Colts defense fourth against wideouts. They only give up twenty, right? And if you distribute that, and you think about the utilization of Fryermuth, the fact Najee Harris is going to get twenty carries. You start to break all that down, and you're saying, well, you know, George Pickens has to end up in the end zone in this game, or you might be disappointed. Firemuth and Najee oh, Harris are yeah. better plays to me. Get loose. 27% target loose. share since week seven. They're going to need him. Yep. Um, Jason, you're smirking. I'm guessing that's related to our matchup. I don't it know. It is. Yeah, okay. you're right. <laughs> all right. Is that because you're looking at my roster and my decisions? And No, I'm well familiar with it. I, I know the Pickens versus uh, Garrett Wilson Garrett situation Wilson debate. And yeah, we'll find be... out. I may, honestly, I may, uh, we got Thanksgiving Day. Like, one fact this week for fantasy players is 
If you have start sit decisions that are that come down to Sunday, Monday, you're going to get three games on Thursday to figure out your your kind of trajectory. Jason has, I think, three players that are playing on Thanksgiving Day against me. Yeah. If they come on, Justin Jefferson. If they lay some eggs, it may change which players I put into my lineup, and um, or vice versa. Like George yeah. Pickens is a he's just a higher ceiling than Garrett Wilson is right now. I think. So, because sure. he could score a couple times, he dropped the touchdown last week in the yep. last two minutes. Would have had an even bigger day, and he was the wide receiver nine. So, Jason, go ahead and you know paint the picture, and I'll I'll figure out what I'm going to do. All right. On the other side, Jonathan Taylor, top yep. twelve in back to back weeks. Put him in. Michael Pittman, I think there's an opportunity here against the 28th ranked wide receiver defense of the Steelers at home. And then Paris Campbell's been I'm, a PPR. I'm still playing him. Um, He's been good. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I was looking for well something. Said. I was looking for something with the inverse of an awful tower, and I had nothing. The Eiffel, Eiffel tower? tower? No, you don't just call, you don't just call him a tower. Got to give a an adjective, a good one. Okay. There was no alliteration there. Like the. I see. I see. We'll, we'll workshop that. I like I said, I had nothing, and then you guys called me out on it. Alec Pierce is kind of faded into the background. Is more of a dart throw because he gets one or two deep targets a game. I think we finished the matchups. Oh man! Oh. I think it's gonna. Going. Be, I think it's gonna be a Thanksgiving. Oh, I think Nick Chubb and company. I think Thanksgiving's got to be it, right? Okay. Hashtag right. Thanksgiving. It's thick, so there's two C's. Two C's <laughs> and S. I think that's the hashtag. Giving. If you want to win a signed CD Lamb jersey, Miles Sanders signed jersey, Stephon Diggs signed mini helmet. Maybe we'll give some other stuff away. Also, I really want... An invite to Brooks's Thanksgiving. I really want people in the middle of your Thanksgiving dinner to be like, oh, hold on. I got a tweet at my favorite fantasy football podcast. <laughs> the word hashtag Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And, yeah. just, and see, see how your parents react. We wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let's overtake Thanksgiving with Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, the hashtag Thanksgiving. Do it. Do it, and we'll we'll be having a, our own thick givings uh, stuff in our faces on Thursday, watching the football games. Uh, Jason, maybe with a nervous, oh yeah, nervous stomach facing me. You and I, we've played each other many times. We sure have. And we have a good kind of we rapport, have a, don't a we? Great rapport where you always win. Um, doesn't matter if you've got the better team or not. Uh, right now, I believe you're the third high. We are the three highest point projections in our league. Um, that's great. So it's going to be a battle. It's going to be thick. And uh, this one, like last week between Mike and I, this is this is for a lot of marbles. If oh. you lose this game, Andy, Tyanara, you're out. See you later. Moving on to the Dynasty League focus, the most important <laughs> league. We do have a couple injury updates. Justin Fields has been cleared to practice. He remains day to day. All right, he's going to so play. So we will see. And the Texans will be starting oh. Kyle Allen. Against the Manders. Well, that makes some sense. But also still play your, your Manders D. And uh, yeah. Awesome Tower was really easy. I could have just gone oh, Awesome wow. Tower. Eh, awful yeah. to Awesome. That's a yeah. natural progression. Very low-hanging fruit. Al Borland. Yes, sir. I mean, he, he brought the it was your It was you. Yes, sir. You're a genius. <laughs> Thank you. Into uh, uh, We still have time for this? Yeah, we do. We, you sure? The hard drive is not full yet. Dang it. Fantasy Face-Off, presented by DraftKings. Well, 
Back into the fantasy face-off we go. We've each got uh, – I, I don't like that Papa Josh is smirking in Deucer's <laughs> Alley already. I haven't spun the wheel yet. Oh, yeah. He is, he is waiting with anticipation to see what very ridiculous happy. outfit I have to wear today before I reveal my amazing, just non unbeatable lineup. Okay. I mean, recent weeks, not they were very beatable. <laughs> I have a very beatable lineup this Here we week. go. Wheel of Shame. I don't I don't know why I'm more nervous today. Give us the wheel. I should be used to this. The shame. I wear it well. Spin it. So the wheel is spinning. It's we got cowboy, geezer. Banana face. Wait, are we on cowboy? Oh, no, we're not. Marshmallow. What is lobster lo loser? What is lobster loser? Lobster loser? <laughs> what <laughs> is it? Sounds like a loser that's going <laughs> to... Dressed like a lobster to me. <laughs> oh. It's one of these, is it? Yeah. I'm, oh, full where's face. Where's the face? Oh, it's a full face, guys. This is not going to be good. <laughs> this is this is good. Right Why here. did I do my hair this, today? It's going to be great. This is going to be a real. <laughs> this is. We've had fish face. I was a fish face once, and now we have a. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. The lobster face is great. Do but I have claws? You have oh my claws. Your claws. Clippity clop. Anybody ever have lobster for Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, man. This one is good. Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, really like the fact that you now have claws, cannot use your computer well. You um, got your lineup ready, lobster boy? It's down there somewhere. <laughs> oh, fantastic. This is a living nightmare. YouTube.com slash the fantasy footballers to oh, watch baby. a lobster be shamed. I really need to pull my lineup up. <laughs> Okay, All I right. got it. All right, I'll I go first, it. and while you're getting it ready, uh, at the quarterback position, Touching. Joseph <laughs> Joseph Burrow, 6,700. He is taking on the Tennessee Titans. Delightful matchup, and I thought that the price was too nice. I, I, I like that a lot. I think he's uh, going to be in a lot of cash lineups. So I made my lineup very quickly yesterday. I said I'm playing with fire this week. I'm, Let's I'm go. putting Let's out dance. a losable lineup, and it starts right here. At fifty three hundred. Oh Taylor Heineke. He's streaming, baby. Want to touch the Heineke. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm I'm <laughs> trying to lose in this game, but um he's gonna allow me to do some things I like. Is yeah. this bad podcast audio? Oh no, this is no, great. No, the people I, love it. Loud and clear. I had Joe Burrow in there. <laughs> okay. But I switched. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Oh, oh start of the week. Okay. Eight thousand. Wow. We have not had three different quarterbacks in quite some time. No, that's going to be a Make real... sure you lean into the mic, Mr. Lobster. Is this helpful? That's better. Okay, I can't tell what sounds are being emitted from my lobster <laughs> face. Your eyes are creeping me out. Yeah. I have a choice. I can either talk through the mouth holes like this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Or I can look through the eye holes. Those are the two choices. Yeah, so that... I'll pivot to mouth when I'm talking okay. and eyes when I'm not. All right. At, wow. the, at the running back position, I mean, come on. He's 6,900. Yep. Mr. Kenneth Walker the third against the Raiders at home. Oh, at crap. Absolute. Oh. You don't have Kenneth Walker? Oh, baby. What a loser. That's fantastic. And then I have uh, one half of Andy's starting duo. I have my name is Jeff. Jeff Wilson at home against the Houston Texans at just 5,900. Jason, I, 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 I uh, believe you have Kenneth Walker. I have Kenneth Walker at 6,900, and I have Jeff Wilson at 5,900. What? what great running backs you have. 
Well, wow. gentlemen, I have the running back on the other side of that game. That's what I went with. What, oh, Jacobs? Josh Jacobs. I went with Josh Jacobs in that game. For how much? 77. 77? Okay. And then I went with Jeff Wilson. <laughs> pay, pay more for less. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Okay. Jeff Wilson, uh, 5,900. Yeah, okay. Uh, wide receiver, Joe Burrow is in. That means I got a stack. That means T. Higgins is in at 6,900. My start of the week, Terry McLaurin at just 5,800. That price is, is I, I can't believe it's that low still for, for what he's been doing. And then Joshua Palmer against the Arizona Cardinals at 5,400. Nice. Uh, I'm completing my stack with your Terry McLaurin as well. Um, at fifty eight hundred, at six thousand, I have Chris Godwin, a player I believe coming off Fair. the buy is yeah, going I to be good. With him. And at forty three hundred, so unbelievably cheap, I have my start of the week, Garrett Wilson, in right on. my lineup. As do I. Oh, nice. Garrett Wilson, okay. forty three hundred. <laughs> the, the lobster. Face. The lobster. As do I. <laughs> <laughs> I also have DeAndre Hopkins. Nice. Okay. At okay. seventy seven hundred. Okay. And I have Sky Moore, Ooh. who is three thousand. Wow. <laughs> he is really rock bottom. Three thousand for Did Sky Moore. Did you say three thousand? Basically, <laughs> three thousand Sky wow. Moore. Book it. Okay. Okay. Book it. Uh, I I I forgot. I was toying with Chris Godwin, so I made him my flex. So I do have Chris Godwin okay. as well at six thousand. Uh, I am a castaway on the island with Foster Moreau at just thirty four hundred. Juicy matchup and very cheap. And then, uh, what's what's that feller who's starting for the Los Angeles Rams? Bryce Perkins. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, at twenty eight hundred. I have the Kansas City Chiefs at twenty eight hundred as well. And I have wow Latavius Murray at five thousand. Okay, uh, another Drop start it. of the week. Um, uh, <laughs> at my flex. And if you remember, I paid down at this quarterback. This is the worst one ever. <laughs> my nose is so flat. <laughs> Oh. Lobsters do not have nose areas. <laughs> That's true, and you do not. Um, and then at tight end, I've got this guy named Travis yeah. Kelsey. Okay, I am doing the pay up at tight end. You better get you three. Yeah, come Cause, on, because he's not. Uh, I have paid up a tight end too, but I went with Mark Andrews to complete the Lamar Jackson oh, stack. Oh, nice. Nico Collins, I'm taking at 4100 in the flex, and I have the Chiefs. All right. But, hey. Why okay. don't one of you guys conclude this segment for me? All right. That was Fantasy Faceoff presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BALLERS to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code BALLERS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Can I see the bigger camera here? I want to see what this looks like. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why you kept it. Lobster, I mean, this lobster is how... man. I'm gonna eat I can't a scroll. lobster man. I tried to scroll. I'm living but in a pit have, of despair here. You have this claws. Is great. All we right. should have this show going a lot I'll, longer. I would say you can take the mask off as we say goodbye to the Foot Clan from the Megalodon. I'll allow it. Usually we go mask through the ending, but <laughs> I will take you up on it. That I, didn't, was, uh, I didn't say claws. I just said, oh, yeah, get it. those claws on. Come on. I need I need to keep one claw off so I can close the show out. But That's fine. Thank you for tuning into this year's Megalodon. Yes. Happy Fuck. Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And Fooklet, a, a, a big, really big, heartfelt, just thank you so much for everyone who tunes into this, this ridiculous podcast where people dress up like lobsters and we just have a, a really good time. We could not be here without you, so thank you. We are very thankful for each and every one of you. Well said, Michael. 
Thank you for the lobster. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll eat it with some dinner butter. Hey, see you all next week. Goodbye. We did it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our <laughs> fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FF Ballers. <laughs>